0: Thanks for tuning in to the Unpopular Review Wrestling Podcast. This is an audio version of our wrestling review live streams. You can check those out and other funny and entertaining content at our YouTube channel. Find it at youtube.com backslash unpopular review. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday night's Unpopular Review, NXT and AEW Review Show. I am your host, starting off unusually today, because I am unusual. It is I, the Molokai Evil Dose, and with me is the Sheriff. Yeah. He's got her two six-gun shooters there. We will be joined by bad guy Jack. That's the rumor. And he's going to give you everything you need to know about NXT. But while we're waiting for him, we're going to carry on through, well, you've heard about Christmas in July. Well, we got summer and winter. And AEW gave us beach break. So a big old card tonight with a lot of action and a lot of stuff happening. And a big surprise at the end, something I must admit on multiple platforms, I said wasn't going to happen in any form. Not a big form, not a small form. And it happened. Now, some people are already saying it's a small form. Doesn't matter. I was wrong. So a lot of people...
1: Oh boy, are- there we go.
0: Yeah. So hopefully it gets done right. But for right now, a lot of excitement in, in the ether, a lot of excitement in the wrestling era. air. And even though this is a review show, and we assume you've already seen the shows, we're going to make it wait. So there it is. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> That's right. So we start with the... Ten team, twenty man, number one contendership battle royal for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Now, in this contest, we have a bunch of people already waiting outside the uh, ring on the the mats, you know, between the ring and the uh, barricades. Uh, we'll just call it the floor. Yes, I like to be technical. One side we've got the faces. One side we have the heels. We are told that FTR has been suspended because of their horrible, horrible, dastardly attack on Luchasaurus and the Jurassic Express the week prior, so they've been suspended. So they are out of the match. Um, I'm not sure if I believe there was further in the storytelling or if there's something else afoot, but I guess we'll find out. But for now, that's the word on the street is that it was storytelling, that they want to further the feud with Jurassic Express. Not quite sure why they couldn't do that in a battle royal, which is a perfectly good place to do it. But nevertheless, they are replaced by Alex Reynolds and John Silver, which gives the Dark Order two teams in this battle royal. Tamara, do you want to pick up and give any commentary at the moment before I go into the some of the some of the important part? So
1: um, yeah, the acclaimed came out and they wrapped. Um I forget the guy's name in the silver, that shiny coat he raps. He's not the best performer because uh, he was doing his little rap, but, like, he was very monotone with it. And I was like, you can at least put a little study drake, put some feeling into it. That's my only commentary there.
0: What's up, Victor Nash, Big Diesel? Um, good evening, Michael Riggs. Um, Tamara, today you've been very much in a rap Uh, Mood and the rap mode. You've been educating us on Bad Bunny and all sorts of rap and pop culture. What's up, Elvis? Yeah, um, these these
1: these hermits didn't know who Bad Bunny was. How could you guys? Even though that was fine, but Bad Bunny is definitely. uh, It's good to see you this evening. It's good to see you too, Mike. That you could say that, but Bad Bunny international,
0: Elvis international, interstellar. Really, I'm sorry. What was that, uh, Sheriff?
1: no, I said it. You it makes sense if you don't know him, but he's definitely a super. It's like not knowing like, the Weeknd or Drake. Like, you.
0: Know. Well, I don't know. I I've heard of both the Weeknd and Drake, and Drake for close to twenty years. Never heard of this fella, but at the oh, same time,
1: wrong with Drake.
0: <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for a Wrestling Soup, I would have never heard of Lizzo, and I didn't know that she was that that oh. she did that. I've got my hair up, nails out
1: all, blah, blah. Of it, all in, the, in all those commercials right in now. every
0: single commercial i just love it as the commercial song um
1: <laughs> yeah it was the commercial song. it was their song
0: <laughs> the commercial song of the summer uh and plus so anyway so yeah so the the first song they played for us of course was baltimore's tarzan tarzan boy and for those of you who are enjoying this now i assure you i was a teenager <laughs> in most of the 80s and the enjoyment of it will be short-lived you will. This will become an earworm, and you will hate it after a few weeks. You're going to pretend that you like it for longer, but you won't. It, 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 it's the truth. In any event, so yeah, it, it's true. We we had uh we had the the Baltimora, We had the acclaim coming in. It seems like they do the same beat every time and just change the words. It was either it's either Castor or Bowens which does the rapping. I, I honestly haven't committed myself to knowing which guy is which just yet, but I will at some point, you know, when they get more relevant. Um, The only other thing of note in the entrance is that I think we touched on last week, all three teams from the inner circle were in the match. And Sammy Hager got a pre-recorded vignette from Sammy Hagar, uh, commending them and saying they're going to be new world tag team champions although it was a number one contender sh- shot, but okay, we'll give him that. It's Sammy Hager. And he said, battle royal, battle royal, battle royal. So he knew it was a battle royal. So Sammy Hagar knew some of the essentials, not all of them, but Sammy Hagar cheering on his new favorite tag team, Sammy Hagar. Um, in any event, I tried to get the order of the teams coming in afterwards, but it really became impossible. Um, but I did try to get the order of who got ousted first. So, the match basically starts when the Young Bucks come out doing their face uh, double flex, though they were in leather biker jackets, and the, the Bucks Bucks uh, shooting out of the cannons. Um, but then when they put the titles down and the jackets down, each one of them dove into e- each respective side, uh, one onto the heels, one onto the faces, taking down as many people as possible, and then the Donny Brook ensued. So... I don't know if there's anything of a any particular note that, that you want to mention at, at this point.
1: Um, I'm trying to like play out the the match in my head. I didn't take some notes, but there was a spot where Isaiah Cassidy jumped from the top rope and then he landed splat because everybody moved out the way. And I thought that was funny because I feel like mm-hmm. in any other battle royale, especially on AEW, all those people would have stood there and caught him because the ring was completely filled. But the fact that it was like a parting of the Red Sea, and he, and he just flat, and then they just watched him roll out the ring. And then they kept doing what they were doing. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, So just something different that you don't usually see in, like, a battle royal. Usually the guys would stand there and catch him, and it's, like, really contrived. So I thought that was yeah. a change of pace.
0: The, the, the quail or coil spot, depending on how JR is pronouncing that particular day. <laughs> so here is the order. That I tried to take as people got ousted, and I'm going to say it slowly, so if anything rings with you, you can add in some color to it. Um, but first was Dante Martin, the younger Martin. Second, Alex Reynolds. Then it was Jake Hager, which immediately put I the inner a
1: sore loser.
0: Yeah, Hager was a sore loser. It's true, and he had to be restrained and, and pulled out of there and commentary made a big deal out of that, puts the inner circle at a severe disadvantage, despite there being five of them, and Wardlow on the outside, who, by the way, spoiler, Wardlow served almost no purpose outside. He didn't get himself involved. He didn't pull down a rope. He didn't pull anyone out. He didn't uh, do any sort of cheating moves, nothing. Um, I don't know why that was. It seems like a waste of a spot. Then, as a surprise, Matt Jackson was the next one eliminated, uh at first i wasn't clear because he was eliminated onto what they're calling the stage so anyone who watches dynamite knows that there's two tunnels they come out onto a stage and the stage sort of tees into a catwalk and and the catwalk i call it the ramp but it's not arched it's flat so they call that the stage so it wasn't clear to me if if you get fall onto the stage if you are ousted or not and that's where matt jackson fell um, and I'm not sure commentary was clear at first either, but in any event, it counted. You're you're out. Um, and so Matt Jackson was ousted, which um, was, again, a nice little swerve um, because I think everybody sort of figured that, okay, okay, well, when the Bucks challenged the Good Brothers, you already knew that that was, that was the likely finish. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people also figured, and one of them being me, figured that that, that would play into the main event finish as well. Um, not going to spoil that yet.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Matt Jackson and then Bowen from the Acclaimed was knocked out. Now he is the smaller guy, so I think Bowen is not the rapper. I think Castor is the bigger guy, and I think is the oh, rapper. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Grayson, uh, Stu Grayson, uh, Luchasaurus next, uh, who was uh, obviously one of the favorites because he's the big man.
1: He had a good what- showing though before he went out.
0: He had a good showing
1: oh, man, for sure,
0: but there were a lot of times where he had someone out where a simple punch would have knocked him out, and he insisted on going for choke slams instead. Yeah. So, so yeah. you knew that he it wasn't his night after that. Mark Quinn, uh, who went out, he seemed to be very surprised by his ouster. Uh, Matt Hardy was not ringside, John Silver, uh. <laughs> JR spent a lot of time talking about John Silver and how charismatic and how you can't take eyes off the guy and the meat man and all this. Um, they seem to be investing a lot of uh, uh, verbal equity in this fellow. Meanwhile, half a second later, the curse of JR applies and he's he's right out of there. Um, Speaking that's what's the
1: or During all of this, he was reminding everyone that MJF is quite literally hiding.
0: Yep. And doing nothing. Do you ever notice the dentist just sort of stands or hides in the corner and does nothing? Which is true, which is not a bad strategy. Now, normally he's got Wardlow to stand behind. This time, yeah, you know, he wasn't really behind. He was just sort of laying there. Um, yeah. and it's not even like the other inner circle people were saying, Get up, get up. I mean, help us. And I mean, that would have been an interesting story, or at least Sammy, because uh, yeah,
1: or maybe they were so consumed with what they were doing, they didn't even notice that he was sitting there
0: it is possible yeah. and to further your your thought there the next two people out in succession were ortiz then santana so a little bit disappointing there for uh, lax proud and powerful santana santana ortiz whatever you want to call them this they're, they're still lax to me at this point the good brothers come to watch at the ring yeah. um They don't really do much of anything, but I do believe Gallows pulled the ring, the top rope down a little bit, which led to Isaiah Cassidy uh, sort of backspilling out.
1: That's exactly what happened.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. This thing's a little bit weird because Private Party is are sort of heels in AEW, and the Good Brothers are clearly heels in AEW, and AEW's not the the only heels. I think they are. Yeah, they. I, I mean,
2: I always
1: saw them as as face because he, like, they say it's a private party, but you're all invited. I wouldn't invite you if I was a heel.
0: Well, I I think they come out to Hardy's music now, but a couple weeks back, uh, Cassidy used the chair, and Quinn was surprised, and then Quinn smiled and and nodded in assent, and that was sort of the acceptance of the team turning to the dark side, becoming Sith lords. Um, but in any event, uh, Good Brothers are clearly heels in AEW. Now, again, I, I don't, it's a little bit unusual, but not so much. I mean, I think a lot of promotions are sort of playing with the heel fi- face dynamic for a while. And I think they've been doubling or tripling on trying to play around with that and not rely on that so much in this non crowd COVID era to, to see how it goes, see if they get interesting matchups and, you know, and advanced stories that maybe are. Seem more reality-based? I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so, anyway.
1: Like they're playing with a lot of different ideas now that they're collaborating with different companies. So
0: Yeah, I, but even even before that, I mean, even WWE doesn't typically try a lot of new things. They've been sort of playing with that dynamic as well. I mean, sure. it's not entirely clear that The Fiend is a face. Alexa certainly isn't, but their main adversary is... Orton, who's the heel of all heels, though apparently has developed Wolverine's healing powers. Um, but I guess Wolverine is sort of one of the original anti heroes then again. So maybe yeah. uh, maybe the we've biggest, come full uh, circle.
2: The
1: biggest uh, guy in the business, besides maybe Hogan, is an is anti hero. Stone Cold's an anti hero.
0: Yeah, he was, but it was a different era. And the people he were, he face I mean, was the uber evil Mr. McMahon or the very evil Triple H or the the cocky arrogant Rock? So he Everyone was. He was
1: the heel towards him, yeah. Anyone yeah. was a heel against him.
0: Yeah. Now, did did he was he a heel attacking people in hospitals and things like that? Yes, but I mean, you know, sort of like Moxley is is now. It's it's. I know that people hate the comparison, but I mean, it is sort of the same type of attitude. I'm not comparing the charisma level or the.
2: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but,
0: so anyway, next next out was Nick Jackson. So there goes the Bucks. So there go the favorites. Um, Jungle Boy next. It looked like he was going to hang on for a while, but nope, he didn't. Um, MJF was then surprisingly knocked out. Then we have Max Cax, uh, Caster. Sammy Guevara was taken out by Jericho, uh, basically. Okay, uh,
1: these were the last six. It was Jungle Boy, Caster, and Martin, who were all just their partners are gone against three inner circle guys.
0: That's good. good point. I think you can carry on from here and, and take us home.
1: <laughs> right. So speaking of all three inner circle guys, they all tried to eliminate jungle boy at once. It didn't work. But as you said, um, he, he got out of entry and then Sammy Guevara. Um, he, I guess MJF was being held by caster. Um, and then they were teased like uh, that. Sammy was going to kick MJF and I guess essentially turn on him. And Sammy did go for a kick, but MJF ducked and it hit Caster instead. And they, uh, I guess MJF just trying to act it like that was part of the plan, even though I don't know if that's the case. And so while he was showboating... No, well, it,
0: it, it wasn't it, clear if he was saying, we meant to do that or nice try, kid.
1: That's true, too. Well, that, the announcer said MJF acted like it was part of the plan.
0: But I know, I know what the, the announcers say, but they're, I mean, you know, they're not necessarily in on what's going in, um, in the ring.
1: That's true. They they can contradict a lot of the time. And then, um, while he's showboating, MJF is out. Um, so now it's, uh, Guevara and um, and Jericho. Darius. Yeah, yeah, and Jericho versus Darius, and then uh, uh Martin. So Martin got MJF out, uh, and then technically Jericho got Sammy out even though Sammy was struggling with Caster. Uh, but, you know, he was he was pushing him off the rope. Um, Caster was pushing Sammy off the rope. And then MJ, MG- I mean, not MGF, Jericho came and flipped them. So therefore it got Sammy out, but it was inadvertent. So it was kind of like...
0: Yeah, was there ever a point, and, and by the way, if you felt the same way as I did, that that means it was executed well. But did you ever think that, that was a botch that Sammy wasn't supposed to go out then?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Okay, because I think you're right. It wasn't supposed to be. I think that was an essential part of the story. But when I saw it, I'm like, geez, I think that might have been an accident. Uh, but but I'm quite sure that, that oh. you all and uh, and because it wouldn't make sense otherwise. But yeah, the the end of it was that the Darius Martin looked like he was going to get the better of Jericho, but he basically got a Judas effect for his troubles and knocked out. And Jericho and MJF, the official tag team of the Inner Circle, are now the number one contenders. Um, I say it was a bit of a surprise. I mean, for a twenty-person battle royal, it seemed a bit rushed. It was it took about fifteen minutes in ring, maybe less. Uh, you know, the introductions and and the the few uh, cont- contestants that made entrances uh, ate up a few minutes too. So it was over before the 20 minute mark. Um, So that was a bit of a a surprise, but you know, it was fine. Got the job done. Uh, I would have preferred that it went a little bit longer, especially on the heel of two basically hour long Royal rumbles. Uh, You know, I I don't think the rest of the matches on this card were, were so pressing.
1: I would have wanted to see FTR in it too, but.
0: I would also. I don't think that they did any favors for the story, but the promo later was okay. But we've seen it before. Anyway, there was a, a vignette where Jade worked out. Listen, woman is jacked. She's she's uh you know she, she she's she's a statue. I mean it's it's there's no complaining about that. Um. So next we come back to see Tony Skilbone in the ring with Darby Allen, then Sting. They come out separately.
1: Sting got the
2: snow.
0: Sting got the snow. JR got to complain that it was 44 degrees in Jacksonville. (laughs) We learned that Darby Allen is going to have to defend his TNT title next week against Joey Janela. What what has Joey Janela done to deserve this?
1: I hated that so much. Mostly because I don't want to see Joey Janela. Now, if you would have said someone that maybe didn't deserve it, but I'd like to see, I would have forgiven it. But when you tell me Joey Janela, I'm rolling my eyes.
0: Yeah, or, or give me some – I mean, I I don't know if he's had the 10-win streak on Dark. I don't think so. But it, it would have made sense, frankly, if it was Hobbs, who's won a few matches on yep. Dark, and he's part of Team Taz, so his job is to soften up Darby. That Maybe that's part of the story. That's sort of a wrestling trope. Um you know, you can't do or, cage
1: again. or Adam Page. Uh,
0: well, I guess. I, I don't know where that would he seems to me in a different story, but I what mean I assume
1: he he like in terms of the ranks, in terms of oh. his record, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I assume that there's people who we haven't seen who have been doing well on dark, like where's Scorpio Sky been? I I presume that he's won matches on dark. That could have been an interesting match. I mean there there's people of higher uh, stature than Joey Janela for a uh, title show. I mean, we know the title isn't changing. Bad Bunny is a Spanish reggaeton superstar.
1: I'm so proud of Edge. Yeah.
0: Okay, but wonderful. But this is the AEW and NXT review show, not hi. WWE. Hi, hi, Ronald P. Jackson. Geez, you look a lot like someone I know.
1: 2021 Dusty Rose Women's Tag Team Tournament so far. Sorry to tell you, I don't watch WWE, (laughs) but I'm sure it's great.
0: All right, and Elvis is not happy about Edge either. A lot of people want to talk about Edge and and Christian, and all of a sudden they seem to be spelling Christian without an H, which also confuses me. So, um, okay. Mike, or whoever put that up, that doesn't need to be for the audience to see. Um... Um, and then a response great Uh, who is this Ronald P Jackson that seems to know so many things all right this is this is Chris Tassians we're moving on all right so anyway good this is perfect because this is time for me to rant hello Uh, charming Um, yes please share love like to Facebook yada yada all the 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 commercial said it in the in the in the initial um, little intro okay so, Team Taz, here we go with Taz. Where are they? They're locked out. Why are they locked what out? What
1: would I do if they moved to Mondays? Sorry, that was a that threw me off. I would tell them that they are dumb as fuck. <laughs> That's what I would do.
0: Yeah, that, that would be dumb. There's, there'd be no war. I mean, hey, Ruben. What's up, man? It's good to see you're alive. Um, what's up, Zoe? A lot, a lot of hellos all of a sudden. Some, somebody got to the switchboard.
1: Maybe he's backed up messages. Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, we will backed up on the messages now. The floodgates have opened. I didn't it's
1: like talk about bad bunny. So I was like, well, that's late.
0: <laughs> yeah, there goes AEW rankings right there. Yeah, the, the the I'm I'm done with the rankings at least for now. I mean, they're they're clearly not a thing. Um, it should have been Penta versus Dar- yeah, Penta versus Darby would have been fine. Also, I, I just I think Hobbs makes more sense, but Penta would have been fine. He's won some things or at least lost world title matches. I mean, Joey Janella,
1: the guys who are meant to have good win-loss records do, and that I appreciate.
0: Uh, I do not think that wrestling fans are scared of Lars Sullivan because he's homophobic. I think wrestling fans are turned off to Lars Sullivan because he is homophobic and seems to be a bit of an asshole, and he's done nothing to in- ingratiate himself or rehabilitate himself or prove himself in the ring on a major stage. So, I mean... He's not exactly a major loss. Uh, You know, it's not like there's a lot invested in him. And they kept him around probably a year longer than they needed to in hopes they could do something with him. Those segments.
1: Everything that Jeff said, said. yeah. I mean,
0: they put him on SmackDown on those three interviewed segments, and each one was weirder than the next. So, you know, I don't know. I don't think he's got a future in professional wrestling, but I don't know what he has a future in. Maybe he's got to go back to what he used to do, and and that would be – Sort of uh karmic justice, wasn't it?
1: Um, Later, going to AEW. Speaking of AEW, this thing segment, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. So okay. So back to Team Taz Saki. So Taz Team Taz is locked out. Why are they locked out? They got they got locked out because Tony Khan locked them out. Why? Because Taz told them to beat up the merch people and tear up the merch. So they got fined and locked out by Tony Khan because of Taz's brilliant idea. Why are these guys still following him? They are ordered They are ordered by him to do certain things. Nothing works out right. So what are they going to do? Taz again talking to him. They're going to be there next week at ringside. And you know what? We just might get involved. We just might get involved. Okay. So you ever read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? books so what we have in a scenario here this is when you know it's like a scandinavian police story versus a u.s police story so what we have here is a police detective captain whatever telling his squad room i don't want any leaks on this case no leaks on this case whatsoever about three seconds later there's a leak on this case and then the guy goes to the the lead detective goes i'm so furious that after i come back from the weekend holiday i just might file a complaint that's that, that's like Team Taz. After the weekend holiday, I just might file a formal complaint. No. See, in the U.S., that captain the lieutenant would be throwing full coffee uh, carapses across the room, breaking glasses and yelling at stuff. And yelling at Riggs and not Mike Riggs, but Riggs or Murtaugh and whoever else he needed to yell at. Uh, Axel Foley, you name it. He would have been doing all the yelling. Hank Voigt would have been incensed. No, in Scandinavia and in Team Taz. After the holiday, yeah, and after they have a nice weekend, yeah, he just mm. might file a complaint. #Hashtag Fire Taz sucks.
1: I'm okay. gonna tell my mom. That's what that's,
0: that's exactly that. right. And by the way, snitching was a bit of a theme going on in AEW as well. So anyway, they're gonna watch the match next week. It's very exciting. And Starks does a promo. Everyone's telling me he's got charisma for days. I don't hear it. I don't see it. He's got I don't people
1: yeah. off of the bat compared him to The Rock. Do you think that's because they look similar? The mannerisms are there.
0: I'm sure it's because they think he looks similar, but I mean, he doesn't. Uh, he does dress like he's in the 90s, so maybe that's it. Maybe it's the mock turtlenecks. Um, but where are The Rock? is, like, 290? Uh, you know, Starks is, like, 172? I I, I mean, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was... Listen, there was nothing wrong with his promo. There was just nothing great about his promo. He's not that great a talker. He is average for this era, which is sub-average. I mean, I listen to Bret Hart promos now, and Bret Hart was a boring promo then, and he's more interesting than... 98% of the promos now.
1: Breck got better. right got better.
0: From any era. But, yeah, of course, Breck up Aaron. He got better. He had that great catchphrase and, you know, whatever. And if you got cast past the drippy hair. Yeah. Anyway, Starks also talks about Sting. He doesn't see the same Sting, the same intens- intensity that he used to see. So then we cut back to Sting who says, He's going to be there next week. He bumbles a little bit on his words, but basically he's going to be there to make sure that it's a one-on-one match without any outside interference because he can take on four other people. And in fact, he can. I mean, in fact, his music can take on those four other people alone. The snow can take on those four other people alone. His mere presence can take on those four other people alone. It's not a bold statement. I mean, they're, they're, they're terrified little paper tigers All in the shape of Taz. So there I go again with my Taz rant, but he keeps doing it. Every week he gives me ammunition. So Sting also says, you don't think you see the same Sting? Why don't you take a closer look? Sting, another guy, not not that great a promo, but
2: he
1: was fine. And by the way, the promo ended after that and his music played. I felt like that was kind of abrupt. I'm not sure what exactly this segment was meant to be. What it did was it set up the, the title match with Janella and Darby. Don't want to see that. And then I guess it forward, forwarded the storyline by saying, we got suspended, so now we're going to make you lose your title. I don't know. And then it just ended where he's like, take a closer look, and then his music plays. And I was like, well, that was sudden.
0: Yeah um that's exactly all it did and and i guess they're they paid sting you know certain seven figures and they're going to put him on tv every single week whether even though they're getting diminishing returns on the ratings because of it i think if they used him a little bit more sparingly uh, in more important roles that might be better but i mean next week makes sense if he's going to be the enforcer you know watching darby's back um before the um what are they doing the the street fights the, hopefully cinematic yeah.
1: i think they're holding back on his uh, wrestling and that they think that'll be the draw for him cuz i've been wrestling on dynamite like consistently
0: yeah, I mean, listen. The, 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 both companies have been doing great cinematic matches. There's no re- His his age at 61 should have nothing to do with the quality of a cinematic match. His age at 21 shouldn't have anything to do with it. Either way, it should be great. Uh, you can edit. You can use stunt people. You can use camera angles. Whatever whatever you need. So
1: can we I mean, give Matt his credit for starting that cinematic wave? Not sure he
0: started it, but he definitely brought it back into. Popularization yeah. and absolutely the, the, the TNA broken hearty universe was one of my favorite things in wrestling in the last 20 years.
1: For sure, yeah, that was a crazy uh, time.
0: Those two men, ma- I mean, I, I still remember Scarlsguard. So, <laughs> look, a dilapidated boat. <laughs> I
1: mean, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the you- like characters were like intricate and like everything. It was so weird how he did all of that. That was, that was his brain.
2: Yeah, Senor Benjamin. Yeah,
0: uh, Vanguard won. Baxel defeating Spud in in, in the in a Brother match.
2: Nero.
0: Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. I mean, Final Deletion, Ultimate Deletion with the K was great. I mean, you know, it, it it's like the Bray Wyatt stuff. It, it it's good. It sort of loses, you know, its allure. But if you bring it out once every eight months or you know once a year, it it should be good. Like the Boneyard. Match was also good, and and the stadium stampede was was very good, and
1: that was very good, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's there's no reason for it not to be good. The only issue with it is, is I don't know how Sting and Darby can possibly be allowed to lose, and I'm just not sure how many more losses Team Taz could could take. Um,
1: I think maybe this is part of the, and I said this before, kind of as a joke, but kind of not. Maybe the goal is for him to like for them to follow him. And for it to never work out, and then for them to realize, this guy's leading us nowhere.
0: Listen, if that's the case, you can take a negative and turn it into a positive, sure. I mean, Cage should have learned that from the very first title match he got, which was the very last world title match he got, where Taz threw in the towel. And while Moxley gave him a rematch right there on live TV, Taz never got that contract signed. True. True. And so, you know, every, I mean, and I have to tell you, that is when FireTaz started. started. Uh, it was hey. before there even was a Team Taz. Um, I didn't have a hashtag. I I, so, uh, anyway, back to we, we yes, not a, not sorry. a major yeah, yeah.
2: platform. Your, like, your, oh your
1: internet froze a little bit. That's why I went, oh, no.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, more you for the audience is probably a good thing, but
1: uh I'm like, he's gone guys, let's go. It's time to party Yeah.
0: Party time. It's time for the it's time for the No Way Jose conga line. <laughs> <laughs> it's a private party, but you're all invited.
1: It, yeah, not so yeah. private. Well, Zach Ryder couldn't get in, but that's it.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. No, no, no nobody wants Zach Ryder. I mean poor guy can't get a contract. I have told him what to do. I mean, I've actually tweeted him directly in a tweet I know he read because it was involved with people that he was reading, and it, and there weren't a lot of answers to be lost in the clutter. I told him he should change his attitude. Eddie Kingston's sexy. Wrestling fans, Daniel, they, I mean. Eddie they, Kingston
2: they, is, yeah. I have,
0: to tell you, I have to tell you that wrestling fans are probably less, modern wrestling fans are probably less homophobic than the general population. I have to tell you the most modern wrestling fans – are actually really, really progressive, maybe yeah. like uber progressive. Um, not me. Cool, good, Victor. Um, <laughs> but Caden, uh, who are you, talking, are you talking about? Me, or?
1: I think he's talking about Ricky Starks.
0: Oh, quiet, Caden, quiet, Tony Con Jr. Thanks, evil dose. Exactly, you're welcome, Derek. I know what you're saying, and you're smart. Oh my god, these, these, this, this is a headache.
1: The the comments are going to be like, I'm not here. Oh, wait. Yeah, I am here. And here's all of us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's a commercial signal.
1: (laughs) Nice. Great.
0: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, thank you for watching this edition of Unpopular Review. While you're at it, why don't you give us a follow on these beautiful social media platforms known as Facebook and Twitter, Unpopular Review. But there's another one. Give us a follow on Instagram. We got funny pictures, we got updates, and we have things where we tell you everything that's going on. So, why don't you go to follow on Instagram at unpopular.review. And now, back
0: to the show. Folks, we're back, and the director is really playing with us today. He's, you know, the the, the messages are coming in willy nilly, helter skelter. We don't have the, the bad guy Jack professionalism and experience to guide us. We're not being told when there's a commercial. This is crazy. It's pandemany, pandemonium breaking loose. There's but you a know what's
1: going on for sure. Yeah,
0: we don't know what's going on, but we don't care. We're just going to carry on. We're just going to go to the show. We're not going to lose our mojo. We may lose Mojo Raleigh, but he's been lost for like a year. Nobody cares.
1: No so. weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen.
0: Yeah, I guess we're all waiting for Gronk to either retire again or not to see if Mojo makes a, another appearance. Um, all right, back to AEW, because apparently NXT doesn't exist tonight, or it doesn't yet. Um, so we get a recap of the Dr. Britt Baker Thunder Rosa story. Um, now, this is certainly something I don't think we needed. This is something they borrowed from WWE over recapping. This could have been used to make the Battle royal. Longer. Um, in any event, uh Reba's coming in, they made a made a big deal of Reba coming, even though she always comes. Um, it started hot, Thunder Rosa came in when straight on the attack. It was mostly Thunder Rosa in the beginning. Um, I have to say Britt Baker has great facial expressions. In the ring, she's okay. I mean, she's not great, but she's adequate. But her facial expressions and her character work is top-notch. at some point, she does the Death Valley Driver on Thunder Rosa outside. I'm just going to call it the stage because they call it the stage, but the part where of the T stage where it meets the ring. Um, at some point, Thunder Rosa blocks the the lockjaw by getting her uh, positioning herself so their leg is under the ropes. Um, there there was a segment where there was probably two or three minutes straight of mat reversals, just reversing and rolling each other mm-hmm. up and going for the lockjaw and and then reversing the role, and, and both of them. I mean, it, this was well done. I mean, yeah. you know, similar to what we've seen with Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles, but we don't expect Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles from um, Britt Baker, certainly, and probably not even Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, eh, maybe, but no. So kudos to both of them for for pulling this off. It was pretty good. In any event, at some point, the dentist kicks out Death Valley Driver. Reba comes in for whatever reason when when uh, and she pulls off like the middle uh, turnbuckle padding um, commentary said it was so the Thunder Rosa would take the submission off. obviously that it's not that simple um, wasn't clear to me the submission was on but okay they said mystery solved maybe I just missed it maybe I was typing notes while while I missed a visual no, segment
1: a just confused because it looks sloppy.
0: So, gotcha. save it. <laughs> so, Thunder Rosa released the submission, or maybe she never had it in. At some point, um, Britt Baker does basically a, a basic uh, leg trip, um, and Thunder Rosa falls forward and fl- face plants straight into the turnbuckle. She's knocked out cold. Is is the story? Thunder uh, Britt puts on the lockjaw, and the you know she's already got the glove on, so the. Uh, the, you know, she's got the arms locked in and then puts her uh, hand in the mouth. And uh, basically, Thunder Rosa was already out. So the ref calls it. Britt wins. She's happy about it. So, you know, and, and all that. The commentary is saying that it should have been a disqualification or, or something like that.
1: Yeah, the right one. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. and, you know, I think that Britt Baker, her matches as a heel are better than they were when she was a face i don't know if that's because she's just getting better even though i'm sure she is but i feel like she has a better heel move set because she did get into like a really like a mean streak here like she she like had her arm on the ring post and then her foot on her face and she was pulling which isn't the most technical move but like it looked like it hurt. so i think when she's able to just i guess be gritty um like you said she has good facial expression so it works for her um and yeah, I'm a fan. I'm fully on the Britt Baker train. So I was this was probably the match besides maybe the Rumble that I was looking forward to the most. The Rumble in the main event probably. I was looking forward to this one the most. Um not because the story was necessarily anything else crazy, just because I like the progression that Britt Baker's on and the character arc that she's showing. Um and then like Rosa got fully knocked out when she hit that turnbuckle. So I don't know if it's that she really tapped out or is that she was out so the ref was just like
0: yeah she didn't tap she was she was she was just out and uh she stayed down for a good long time after the match was over almost long enough that i thought that something else was going to happen uh but it didn't which is probably just fine so we're told that the next match is matt hardy and adam page against the chaos project Uh, And they tell us the backstory is that Tony Khan demanded the match with Matt Hardy and the Chaos Project, but only if Adam Page would be Matt Hardy's partner, which I didn't understand. And then they sort of went in reverse order and showed us a segment, which presumably was on a BTE or dark or something where they explained the story. So basically, here's the deal. Adam Page is changing, although he's pretty much already changed with Matt Hardy. And an interview. I can't remember if it was if it was Tony Schiavone or Alex Marvez, but they're in what I presume to be Matt Hardy's luxurious huge dressing room. And they're talking. And basically Matt Hardy is is saying, you know, I want to match with the Chaos Project. Paige, I want you to join me because they ruined Brody Jr.'s birthday party, and you can't be okay with it, and I'm not okay with it. And it's just one night only, and you know Paige is like, "No, I don't want to be part of a team. I didn't sign up for that. I just, I just agreed to change in, in your room with you, which was a weird statement." Um, and Matt Hardy's like, "Oh, look who's here! It's Bad Guy Jack." Well, hey yes, everyone, yeah, say hello, say hello to the good fine folks.
3: Hey everyone, sorry it took so long, but I'm here. But you guys were talking about AEW. I was listening from the sidebar. Carry on.
0: Ooh, the cyborg fancy guy. He is so fancy. He was probably he was probably doing an intensive skin treatment. He probably did a very complicated exfoliation uh, that went long. I had to make and- sure my skin looked good for the
3: show, bro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't sit here and be – I was telling someone today, as you guys were, you know, talking, I was telling someone today, I just don't have time to be ugly. And you know, it's pretty people gotta stick together, blah, 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 and all that noise. So yeah, I had to make sure my skin was nice and popped out and everything. Yeah, come on
0: the show, ugly. I don't have time for ugly evil dose and malachi.
3: Come on, brother. Yeah,
0: I, I know. I, I could see the moisturizer. I know you use the toner afterwards to solidify everything. Put some of that that spot remover stuff on there as well, and some oh, hey. and some vitamin tinctures, you know, just to keep it all together, keep it all tight. Do it all tight. you're uncle free. You're uncle free and and that beard is looking fine.
3: Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Matter of fact, I had uh, uh, I was really disappointed because I wanted to be a part of the whole AEW rant. I had this whole big introduction for us and I was late, but I wanted to call you the front man for a hashtag fire Taz because as soon as I heard Taz's name, I knew he did something wrong. Um, I know last week you gave him a pass. You gave him a really decent pass. You said, well, you know, he didn't do anything bad, but still hashtag fire Taz. But apparently he's a blundering idiot. Well, what he did
0: last week led to bigger blundering consequences, and and it wasn't that big a deal last week, but it led to bigger ones, and little mistakes lead to big mistakes. That's that's just life. He should know that as being the grade, grizzled veteran that he is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, Carriard, you guys were having this
3: really decent conversation. I just wanted to make my present
0: here, so let's go. Ah, well, we're better for it. And, you know, at some point, since you're in charge, just keep a footnote that at some point – we should tell talk to people about our Sunday night gathering because we oh, all man. we all the, the oh. three of us among others were all together in person. So we actually saw that the other ones. For were well, actually real people. <laughs> yeah, mind blowing. Uh, yeah, no, none, none of us square. really could. I swear. I think we were all surprised, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't have to stick your hand back there to see if I was a giant puppet, though. That was. That was a little bit much, especially uh, when it was I was like I, 90. I I, I. I. do
3: apologize about that. I just wanted to be sure because it's just. I don't know. You did this dance. Was it the folly? The folly you did. The- <laughs> Chris <laughs> Marlon. Go- yeah, I think that was later on in the night, though. I, I. don't know. Maybe I just had a. I, I had a fire yeah. on uh, previously. Um. Previously, before do- I got
0: this. Due to the many requests that happened many many times, and nobody can unsee that Nikki Cross is Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> at this point, it's 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 undeniable. Uh, but that's a rant for a different show. Um, so anyway, based on this, Page agreed to just one match. So it's Adam Page and uh, Big Money Matt Hardy versus the Chaos Project. At some point, Jr. tells a Tupperware joke. Uh, I guess those are Kip's <laughs> presents, and and then he said something about a sandwich because uh, Luther used uh, Serpentico uh as sort of a you know sort of the sandwich in a splash into the the corner, and then Jr. explained his own joke, the Tupperware and sandwich, ha ha ha. So Jr. said, "I get the joke, but it was his own joke that he got." So that was a little bit weird. That he explains his own terrible joke. Um, yeah. Anyway. The best part of this match, to me, was similar to what Tamara was talking about earlier, where uh, Isaiah Cassidy did a spot where normally he would have been caught, but he was splatted. And this was Luther uh, got Page out of the ring, and he was going to do a swanton, you know, that Kevin Owens cannonball, but onto the ground. And normally you'd see the guy catch him, and everyone goes down. Well, Page just sidestepped it. (laughs) <laughs> and then he sort go. of looked at the camera, smiled, and 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 shook his head. And that was great because, like, why don't people – I mean, that's what Bugs Bunny taught us when we were kids. I mean, you can you just know, move out of the way.
3: You know, you used to do that back in the day. Um, Samoa Joe was good for that. Like, if someone would do – like, there's a picture of Daniels doing a moonsault, and you just see him simply just moving to the side, not standing there, just moving to the side. Yeah, it would be nice if more people do that. Um because I do feel like... I mean, wrestling is a cartoon. Uh, really? and, and and I agree. Like, Bugs Bunny for years, he would simply just... The simplest thing that you would look at other cartoons and you would kind of complain. Like, so everyone else is an idiot but Bugs Bunny. But that's exactly. the idea.
0: Absolutely. Um, so... The way that we got to this little circumstance that I enjoyed is that Hangman was setting up for the buckshot lariat. But even after all this, Serpentico was still so rattled that Paige could do the buckshot lariat successfully. Um, he's going to take out Serpentico, but Matt Hardy gives himself a hot tag a la Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, and a la Matt Hardy with Private Party. And Matt Hardy came in and, and got the win for himself. Page looks nonplussed, but it seems like he doesn't really care. He's been here before and he's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't even like, an "Oh no, this again." It was just like, "Whatever, dude." kind of look. But may- maybe I missed something there. So, what
3: is this uh what is this thing about them? Like it seemed like everyone wants Adam Page. I almost said Adam Cole, but Adam Page. They want everyone to be a tag team with him. What is this thing?
1: I think it's uh it's similar to his mm-hmm. character cuz he did leave the elite. He said he wasn't part of the elite anymore. Right.
2: right, right. Dark
1: Honor tried to recruit him. Um and he I guess led them on for a while and then eventually he said, I did the tag team thing. It didn't really work for me. And I feel like I'm better as a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just his character arc of being kinda like what uh what um Baron Corbin used to be like they used to call him the lone wolf. I think they're trying to say, like, oh, he doesn't really need anybody. So he's going to go through all these partners and realize. Also, I think it might lead to a heel turn. He's going to realize I don't really like anyone. Yeah, he's going to realize he doesn't like anyone. So he's just going to be like,
3: oh. Is it because he's drinking that he just don't like anybody? Because that's when I started to realize I don't like anybody.
1: when like when you get those, when you, Usually the beer goggles make you like, like someone a little more. When it's the opposite effect, it's like, oh, you suck, actually. Jeez.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I i like i don't watch enough of um AEW. not because i don't want to but you know one of us got to pick you know size but i don't think he needs to turn hill i don't think he has to turn heel. it's something i don't know i think he's become likable in the last few months um especially i mean who doesn't like someone who <laughs> who doesn't like anyone who drinks like most of the people i like drink um and he's—I mean, with the exception of anybody who just starts getting violent and talking about traumatic past life and stuff like that—but yeah. uh, you know, he's a—he seemed like a really cool guy to drink with. Like he reminds Jeff, me Sunday. He remind me of huh? I
1: said kind of like Jeff did on Sunday.
3: Yeah, Jeff.
0: Well, oh, Jeff was Jeff was a, when a blast.
1: when he burst into tears. Yeah. No,
0: well, I get emotional. What was I crying about on Sunday?
1: Yeah, you were crying because Edge won. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, Aww. that sounds that sounds a lot like me. I'm
1: kidding. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. He's it's
0: it's so edgy when He started crying. I, I, I was <laughs> just happy anyone won at that point. It was so cold. <laughs> oh my god! I remember when oh, we yeah. I could have won yeah, the men's yeah. rumble.
3: I would have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> when we were um, making our way back home, I was telling um, I was telling Jeff in the car. I said. You know, because I knew it was going to snow, but I chose good looks over being warm. So I should have wore boots. I wore Converse's. Uh, anybody listening, never wear Converse's when it snows. It's the dumbest idea. It's very Ooh. foolish. It's very, very dumb. They're very basically catchy. paper towels. It's basically Aww. rag. They absorb it all.
1: I didn't realize you had on Converse. Yikes.
3: Yeah. that's what I said. Yikes, too. When I got in that Uber, that Uber felt so great. You want to know Uber why,
0: Tamara? Because uh, you were all class and you look him only in the eyes
2: yeah
0: <laughs> I love it. He, he she looked at my she looked at my eyes
3: um there you go yeah don't wear covers and snow that's terrible um you guys yeah, next I- time
0: somebody tells you that we have a stage area which is enclosed by a tent and heaters make sure you confirm it individually first no what we got was like a mini barn uh which had no tenting and, yeah, there were three heaters there, but they were completely mm-hmm. inadequate. Uh, and, you know, and and it was uh, advertised as being, you know, private for, like, us, the 15 of us. But it wasn't. There was another two groups I- I- in the room. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have welcomed their body heat, except it was too cold for body heat to, to be anything. And, and then
1: the street could have walked up and been like, well, I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I thought we were getting, like, a back patio kind of thing where they could enclose it with a tent like all of the restaurants like you know uh that many of us have seen with you know more space heaters. Um but no, but you know what it was okay. It was fun. It was a, an experience. That was great. It, it was, was fun. It was cold to sell, but scene everyone was great, meeting everyone was great, even oh, yeah. we took that it, it, we took that dope picture. That was a dope
3: ass picture that we all took together. The Wednesday yeah, the night show and Monday too. Yeah, there was Speaks- a lot of dope,
0: yeah. Speaking of dopes, the technician is exactly the same in person as he is on TV. He was going crazy about Ricochet. It was so stupid, oh, and then three minutes later, he's crying about Ricochet. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I it think you mixed it up,
3: Tamara. Um It was David that was crying, not um, not Evil Dopes. It was it was totally
0: uh, oh, the technician.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: We dad. were all doing the Lana is number one chant. Everybody was doing Lana's number one chant, even I, I, Tamara. I,
1: I was saying Nikki Bella was number one. I don't know what y'all are talking
0: about. Well, Nikki I Bella a, is number I one, a, but she I wasn't had a, I, had a
3: fireball, I had a fireball on Homestead or so I don't know what uh evil else
0: is talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The, the, the shots were done in unison by all. By the way, did, did anyone else notice how in the beginning of the night the shots were filled up and by the end, it's like they were giving us a third of a shot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Sorry, wrong, good. Yeah, you bitches. guys
1: had started before I even got there, so I was like, i got to play catch up here but they kept diminishing the shots.
0: They kept diminishing the shots. Awful. It was, it was, yeah, they're and charging probably, the probably, same amount. Jerks. But it was a great time. But speaking of
3: catching up, I think that's my cue, right?
2: Ooh, good cool. score. Yeah.
3: There you go. No, yeah, set me up for it. See, that's why we're the trio champion. Yes, hello. Okay, I have someone who wants to say hello. You want to say hello?
0: Oh, my say God. Hello. This is your pussy.
3: Say- Oh, no. <laughs> okay. It's Some a human. Say- hey, say Hi. There you go. Right. You don't. You don't. Talk. It's a little there.
2: human person. Oh, there you go. There, we go. go. There, go.
3: go. Hi. there you go. Ooh. What, what was that, gangsters? Don't do that, baby. Westside. Westside. Yeah, right. Oh no no no. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off with NXT. We have uh. Casey. Wait wait. What was that? What, what's her name? Her Kate, stage name. Was it? Was Casey. Oh. Casey Carozaro. No, no, got, no. I I... You're the, the that that little child thing. Little oh, thing. this is my little niece. Her name is Nyla. But we're gonna call her Nine. bad Nyla Rose. Little, little bad. No, we're gonna call her little bad. That's, that's gonna be your nickname, little, little bad. bad, little, little bad, bad thorn.
2: thorn, little bad
3: thorn, little bad thorn. I like that little BT. I like that. There you go. No, no, no! You can't. You can't help me with the
0: show, baby. No, no. Yeah, don't know, yeah can she you can. So okay. ridiculous. Yeah, she's okay. got chari- she's she's got charisma for days. She already has more charisma than, than Ricky Starks. There you go.
3: <laughs> there you go. See, yeah. There we go. There we go. A little bad
0: tea. Wait, so what was we got... that? We need to oh. storm the capital. That was so last month. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Who would do? Is it because I'm a fat white guy with a beard? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough so uh so we that's got fair. uh Elvis, he wanted you to
3: let us let everyone know he live on the west side there you go that's awesome hey, see there we go hello look you're giving us some views now look at that hello hello
0: oh my god there we you go views? hi guys
3: that <gasps> was good.
0: who is that woman oh who my is god is woman? she beautiful my <laughs> goodness who is that very nice videos of that oh. night yeah she Viv probably, cat. She's keep she's those beautiful. to yourself those are private. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Um, that's the mortgage so, payments that's for the next <laughs> six years.
1: I'm glad you made there, that joke before I did.
3: There we go. Oh, beat, beat it to the joke by one second. I think that's how it was in Avengers.
0: I had beat a lot of things by one second. It's not always good. Oh, oh. there we go. Um,
2: <laughs> so anyway. There we go.
0: <laughs> UPR is awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph Fallopian Tubes. There we go. I know that Joseph. He's a good guy,
3: um, supporter of the show. So we got the. We're gonna have the uh, opening match. We have Casey and Caden Carter against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> and I just totally renamed it. That's why I usually just stick to Gonzalez. But like I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it a try today. And why is Raquel
0: my- so hard? Why is Rockwell? Raquel Raquel, it's Raquel. Okay. Ra- no, no, Raquel I Wells is the most beautiful woman in the history of history. Who? Oh, Rock- No, my God. I'm sorry. I just I don't do- know these people. I'm sorry. No, 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 baby. No,
3: no. What are you doing? Um. So the match starts. Up, I mean, right? Wells. we we have um this match. I mean, pretty much just start off. Uh. I mean, you start off with the size difference in the match, right? To see how. So I don't believe Dakota is that big. She's like maybe five, six, five, seven. I mean probably tall for a woman. But Casey's so small. Like you saw the size difference. So you sit here, no, 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 don't no, kill her. So you um Are you playing fetch with your niece? No, she had a pen in this uh in the doll's mouth and mm-hmm. she was killing. Her.
1: Mm-hmm. I she like this story.
3: Yeah, she, what? Allegedly. What is happening here? I was only off the show when I'm off the show for this long. I I I got to make it on time now. I got to make it on time. I see what's going on. I'm starting to see the real, see the real. So we got evil Dose and what? what the evil sheriff?
1: Yeah. And I'm oh I'm God. laying down the law.
3: you laying laying down the law with evil. St- so she's a part. So you're part of the darker order.
0: You forget? <laughs> Do you remember who brought in the sheriff? Yeah, nah, you're right. No, that makes. Nice. Knee, I mean, you've heard the snake metaphor. You knew I was a snake all along. But you walk on two legs. Why would I bring in, well, that's what you see.
2: Right,
1: yeah. Why
0: would I bring in anyone that was to weaken my power position? Mm-hmm. What do I look like, Taz? Where I bring my I stupid knew, knew, son knew,
2: who can I, do I, nothing?
3: I knew, I knew this was where this was going. I knew exactly yeah. where this was going. Was, oh, I, was, I was, bring was, in pure it.
0: menace. I bring in strength, power, and pure madness in the form of the Sheriff. I like it. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Um, All right. Go on with the NXT. You've got the Women's Dusty Classic. You've got Kate and Catamaran, and and Katie Carter against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. An exciting opening women's bout.
3: It was a good, exciting match. Um, It was a really good match. Uh, Spoiler. Dakota Kai and Gonzalez wins. Johnny Gonzalez win. They, um, I mean, it was a nice showing. I mean, some of the spots that I got out of it was, um, so there was, a, there was this one spot. Casey does that that that. I don't even know what you call that flip, that triple double quadruplet flip. She hits it on Gonzalez. Um, that makes you go like, oh, she's gonna. So it looks like she purposely. No, 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 no. She it looked like she purposely uh, lands on her. Are you when coaching
0: she, Casey? Say like, yeah.
3: no, 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 no. Yeah, I was telling Casey, no, no, don't do that, no, no. But she does this flip. So the first time everyone saw it, they thought she botched it because she landed like it looked like she went as for seat position. But it looked like she purposely does that. So she hits it on the giant Gonzalez, <laughs> giant Gonzalez, and um, it's broken up.
0: Yes, and um, it's broken up, and you have um. I want you to use what? a different Gonzalez every time. So I want you to say Yvonne Gonzalez. I want you to say Juan Gonzalez. What was the one from family? I mean, not family, the Adams family. Gomez isn't it Gomez
3: Gonzalez? No, it's Gomez Adams. Oh, whoops! I'm the Adams, names. Is- the Adams family. Point blank is <laughs> the Adams family. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to rename people. It's not yet. the Gonzalez sorry. family. <laughs> I just I just wanted to rename somebody. That's all I wanted to do. That's what I do on the show. Well, everybody, people. that's
0: your that's your gimmick. You should you should call that is my gimmick two- to rename, we rename. Should, you should change your name from Bad Guy Jack to the to the Renamerator. <laughs> I like that. That's in the future. That's that's a
3: future. That's a future name. Might be that on next week. But yeah, uh, uh, Gonzalo and Dakota Kai they get the win. I mean, it was a competitive match, uh, but there was no way that. Um, Casey and uh, Kaden was going to win. There's some promos going on. You got a Tony Snow. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. I said Snow. Tony Snow. I think I'm thinking about Snow. Tony Snow. Rest in peace. Yes, yes. Tony Storm. She has a a promo. She talks about her upcoming triple threat match at TakeOver. We have an Edge and Regal uh, backstage. So the next match we have is Leon Ruff against Austin Theory. Theory has some new music. Um... It's a nice – it's a competitive back and forth. Uh, I, I like that Leon Ruff is getting a lot of uh, show. Um, like I said, I think he's like the Spike Dudley of NXT because he just always get his uh... – oh, look, uh, someone renamed me. There we go. Look, I'm Bad Guys Gonzalez. There we go.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
3: there we go. Good job, Elvis. I wanted to throw you out there. Um, I thought it was a nice competitive match. Um,
0: Leon Ruff obviously oh, – Was that the- you doing that to us in the chat earlier? Who? What? What I do? You. You like opening up 30 chats like 30 in a row as opposed to like five at a time
3: so this was what i was doing the last 30 minutes i was waiting for this laptop to finish updating for no apparent reason so i had no say in any of that i was in the i was in the chats with everybody else i'm I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i mean am i am i boring you with my story
0: um. Yes, but it's not your fault. I should have seen this coming. David was late with the Coke delay his supply, so you know. Well, maybe you'll the get another. technician a knock David be- Sanderson was supposed to deliver the Coke, and he didn't.
3: No, that's that's a shame. But you know, to defend him, there's something else white on the ground stopping him. But um, oh my God, Look but the uh, products
0: got to move. There were no excuses
3: in this game. See, that's what I'm talking. You would have been great on that show, Power. You would have been great. The
0: games, the games, the life. Yeah, power. Absolutely. I'm a I'm a Wire guy. Power.
1: power, yeah, I've never power watched a wire.
0: opera.
1: You've never watched The Wire?
3: No, I never oh, could reach no. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got. I uh, just, just have to look up.
3: Yeah, I yeah, So I did was look up. I was just kind of disappointed I couldn't reach it. Um.
0: Okay, Elvis. That's close, Elvis. There, there
2: you go. go. Make sure to brush
0: your teeth. Yeah. That sugar will get you. Okay,
3: Cowboy.
0: That. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to talk but, uh, to Madre Sanderson and the alleged Papa Sanderson.
3: And the alleged. There we go. Oh, the next segment is going to actually going to be – I think you will like this one, but I'm going to just finish this match real quick. Um, Austin Theory gets the win. He beats uh, Leon Ruff in a competitive match. Um, there's a spot that made me kind of laugh because you know the size difference between both Austin Theory and Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff is maybe 115 pounds soaking wet. Um, but Austin awesome Theory is pretty much a big, mu- yes, baby. I know. Um. Hmm. <laughs> so you, um, what was I trying to get at? Oh, she threw me off. But yeah, the the two size difference. But when they collided with each other, you they Austin awesome Theory very down.
0: sexy.
3: Apparently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was looking at the muscle definition, but I'm trying to be professional here, Jeff. So I need you to work with me, sir. Um. Please work with me. You too. You, you, you too. So they both collide into each other. They both fall. I found it humorous because they're both... I mean, Austin Theory is much bigger than Leon Ruff. But I guess he was just trying to sell the collision. Um, something happens to uh, Johnny Gargano. He's knocked down. The the women from the way, uh Kansas LeRae and um, Indy Wrestling, Wrestling comes out. Indy Wrestling comes out. But Amber Moon and Sachi come out. They attack the women. Shotsie. Yeah, work with me,
1: brother,
3: Shotsie. Shotsie Blackheart, because because um, but um, <laughs> yes, Blackheart, <laughs>
0: he, can <laughs> he can say he can
3: say Zoom tight, but he can't say Shotsie. Zoom
1: tight,
3: there you go, there you go, Gonzalez. Yes, there we go. That's the word of the day. I think that's what we should put on our shows. That's the word of the day. But they come out, um, attack the women. Joey Gargano is knocked out on the ground again. Leon Ruff does one of the Eddie Guerrero classic maneuvers where he got he act like he got hit. The ref comes in and throws out Johnny Gargano, which leads to, which you would think, oh, look, Leon Ruff is going to get the win now that he got the hill manager or, you know, got Johnny out. But no, Austin Thurry beats him, beats him with a, a TKO, pins him one, two, three. Then he does it again after the match, continues to attack him. And just when he's about to finish him off with a ring bell, that's when Dexter Loomis comes out. So they're setting up some between Dexter Loomis and and uh, Austin Theory. So there's that. I think that's something that's going to be. If it's not, I don't. I, I didn't pay attention to when uh, NXT Vengeance is. But if you it's not, you didn't pay Venge- attention
0: to when Vengeance Day is. No, well, let me not. tell you, NXT really knows who their fan base is because it's Valentine Valentine's Day night, so they know that their fans have no Valentines. So, oh. that, that was expert planning
3: <laughs> Yeah, you're not going anywhere So you might as well just sit and watch the show You're absolutely right So I'll, You I'll do all these met two my stories.
0: beautiful My my beautiful, splendid No,
3: lovely no, no, no whoa, 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 whoa. Evil dose, we, we know that wasn't towards you We oh, we know man. that No, I'm sorry, I should have been very clear That's not towards That's not towards you, I, I should have made that very clear no, I will your, be watching you know, Vengeance Day I mean, probably
0: Vengeance Day? I love
1: sure, it. I mean, you
0: know, listen, still COVID. I mean, you know, going out isn't exactly high on the priority, but maybe we'll yeah, bring in some, stairs, last time maybe we some lobster tails. You know, we'll, we'll do there something nice. We, we'll just do it here. Be very romantic. There you go. We'll watch Vengeance Day, you know. Maybe like clothes are optional. Who knows? <laughs> this guy.
3: This guy. Oh, now I just image him in, like, I don't know,
0: like, don't a, a little shot enough to pop.
1: Don't imagery. Don't. A little
0: Barolo, perhaps an Amarone, a nice Amarone. Baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
3: okay, there you go. So Zia Lee <laughs> <Li, laughs> has a promo, but it's really the backstory on the the lady, the lady up
0: there. Oh, this was the best. Oh, they, I saw this segment. This was oh, you so did good.
3: see this? So I didn't get like I
0: saw that they call her Mei
3: Ling. But I think there was another name that they called it that I didn't get to jot down. But um, <laughs> they really went out there with this one because, uh, <laughs> and I mean, you saw enough, so maybe you can fill in some of the blanks I'm probably missing. But she's supposed to be a thousand years old, like yeah, to have like, this like, whole backstory about she was like this. Like it's like she's Mulan, and then she fought the. I mean, it's I don't
0: know. It yeah, just it's, comes it's like the, the the brother betrayed the father, and yeah. so the king banished the kids, and and she learned the ways of it. And it was in Chinese artwork, and it was still art, but it would the panes would change so that certain things looked like they was moving. It was it was actually really beautifully done. It was really high class. And artwork, it was yeah yeah. It I was, was very. It's why you say Mulan. I, I felt it was like very like Kill Bill. Uh, mm-hmm. That could have been a segment of Kill Bill. But yeah, basically the thing is that that, that this woman is is a thousand years old, sort of like Katrina from Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground, and, Underground yeah. and has you know she's like a vast, scary, terrible, vengeful, angry, had a horrible childhood witch, and uh, forever since then has been teaching way- people the ways to uh, kill effectively. But it was this. This I saw, and I'm going to watch this part again because it was amazing. It was actually
3: hilarious because even Beth Phoenix, and he said we're supposed to believe she's a thousand years old. It was almost like they had to sit yeah. there and go, like, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of wild. So like when I'm seeing, because I was doing trying to do two things at once, and uh, which is dangerous for, on my end. Um, but I was, I was listening. And that's a thousand years old. I said, okay. I mean, they listen. It's. It's uh, it's wrestling. So what do you what do you want?
0: Uh, we what do you, what do you yeah, want? So
1: really Undertaker literally rising from. The
0: oh dead. yeah, oh yeah, he's yeah. dead, but he's still employed. Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, no, no I, I'm getting a little bit tired of commentators bearing gimmicks. I mean, yeah. play along or don't play along, you know, and get another job. I mean, they do. They did the same thing with Abaddon on AEW. They they did it. You know, Beth Phoenix is saying we're supposed to believe she's a thousand years old, but Dexter Loomis had zombies, and that referee was a, was a true, zombie that made true. it to the yeah. Capitol yeah. Wrestling Center. I mean, the the killer cross is, is the devil. I mean, this is not the first magical, supernatural
1: yeah. monster
0: character we've had in wrestling, going back to you know, the, the missing link and, and before.
1: Imagine if, Imagine if when Beth Phoenix entered the Royal Rumble, some mm. commentator was like, we're supposed to believe a woman can win.
0: Or we're supposed to believe that 47-year-old Ed, someone that doesn't just know to bonk him on his head yeah. really hard <laughs> and, and paralyze him.
2: Like, um, so apparently, like
0: Looks like the the renamerator had to go take care of some family business. So let's talk about... Oh, okay. Uh, were you at a breaking point or are you in the middle of something?
3: No, no. Go ahead. Uh, we can take the break. Go ahead. Carry on.
0: Okay, so... The women's number one contender tournament is spoken about. And this is where I got an inkling that that maybe I've been wrong for, you know, I don't know if I've, I probably was right for most of the past year and a half or so, but (laughs) it appears certainly for the last, you know, few weeks I've been wrong. But in any event, the women's number one contender tournament has gone from eight to 16 contestants, half of which will take place in Japan, half of which will take place here in the U S. And the reason why I got an inkling I was wrong is because I'm pretty sure some of these women wrestlers perform in stardom, which is owned by uh, Bushiroad or Bushiroad, which is the parent company of new Japan as well. So uh, a little bit of a, of a teaser. Exactly, Derek. That's exactly right. As a commentator, you're supposed to, further the stories, not impeach them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, in Japan, the contestants are Aja Khan, Yuka Sakazaki, Veni, Emi Sakura. Uh, now, we've seen Aja Khan and Emi Sakura in AEW before. Emi Sakura is one did the Freddie Mercury gimmick. Um, Ria Muzunami, Mi Suraga, Ring Karakara, or Karukara, Maki Aito, who, if you don't know who she is, You've seen pictures. She's the one that does the baby doll gimmick. So she's like the, the the Japanese doll. So everybody should look forward to seeing her for her wrestling skill, I'm sure. On the American side, we're going to see Serena Deeb, Riho, who's back, um, Britt Baker, Tay Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. So that's those are your brackets. And so the tournament got twice as big, and so I would say – Twice as good, and I think it's interesting that it's on two continents.
1: I'm excited to see Riho. It's been a while.
0: It also tells me that half of these matches are going to be shown on some other platform, whether it's YouTube or a special or some sort of simulcast, but the, the matches in Japan will obviously be taking place 12 hours difference, and, and so it'll probably be like a YouTube event, so more content more things to watch. Uh, so I think that that'll be cool. Maybe it'll be a special TNT rebroadcast. Who who knows? Um, so we got that. So have a back to NXT because I think you probably still have some catching up to do.
3: I totally do, but I wanted to get to the comments right here. Uh, Derek mentions Kevin Sullivan. He was a prince. Wasn't he like the devil or something like that back in the day?
0: He had a whole <laughs> bunch of di- different things, but, yeah. you know, I mean, you you have. Uh, I mean, Abdul the Butcher was a bit of a monster. You you had the Great Kabuki who right. who was doing the mist. I mean, Lord Humongous was was a monster. Um, you know, and it,
1: then you have Bruiser Brody who was a monster. Was.
0: Yeah. He was, So monsters are nothing new,
3: right? No, I get and I get what uh, what you were saying earlier about um pretty much like you just you gotta protect the gimmick. You gotta like sell it rather than say, well, well what is you know, cause then the fans turn on it too. Like, yeah, what is this noise? Um so we got uh I believe this is a uh, um semi-finals. We have Del Fant- Fantas Sass- what is <laughs> Fantasma was it Fantasma Legato. Thank you. See I like when you do it because it's it's ah eh, whatever. You got it. Good job, sir. Um we got a. Uh, Against Lucha House Party, it was a fun match. It was uh, they did their uh, what was it that uh, Calisto said that one time they did their lucha thing. It was a fun no match. It cares. was really good. Yeah, no, no one cared. I'm sorry. Like I was zooming it, I was zooming in and out. It was a, it was good. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not crapping on it, but it just didn't. Like it wasn't something that I that I kept paying attention to. It was something that I kept going. Like, I would move around. I think I was rolling in the bed. I did something. I don't know. I fell.
0: Did they ever um, once talk about mass versus non mass old Lucha versus new Lucha, ever? No,
3: yeah, but they did They did mention something about that. Like, because you do say that a lot. Like, um, Lucha House Party, they're the old school Luchadors. And then you have this other faction that is... You know, I guess creating their own tradition of lucha. Um, so there's that clash of styles. So they did a few times mention it. At least one good time I remember them mentioning it. But, um, yeah, no one really... I didn't put a whole lot of um, interest in this match. um a lot, it a good attempt, win? It was a clean win. No one, no one cheated. Um, I th- believe the finish was that Russell leg sweep into the kick, which is a pretty decent finisher, tag team finisher. I don't think we... Uh, have a lot of Not to say we don't have a lot of – because that's not really fair. I think uh, House Party have a really fun finisher, uh, the gin and juice. I think that's a really fun, creative thing. I just think the only thing I'm tired of is everyone have a cutter now. So it it feels like it's almost in the same category as, like, everyone does a super kick. Um, and, and
0: what's Mexican about gin and juice?
3: It's nothing Mexican, Mexican about. Mexican? I was saying, no, the the finisher is creative. I was talking about the creative finisher. Like that's a pretty creative finisher.
0: But if, but is that the name? The gin and juice. Yeah. Oh, for house party. Yeah, I mean private party. I Said house party. <laughs> private, no, party yeah. private party. Yeah. Yeah. No, private party. It's a lucha house party. What? You're 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 confused. You're mixing parties. I'm a He's mixer. A private
1: party, though. Oh, I thought he said private. Now dog. that
0: would be a dope party, and as Tamara pointed out, even though it's a private party, you're all invited, and so Lucha House Party could certainly be part of that party, and that would be, like I said, that would be a, a body slamming as pajama jamming as house party. But oh, I was I was that confused. Was a, that, that was cool. That play. was like a whole 80s cereal commercial. Good job. Yeah, kid, kid,
3: and play. Listen, Evil Doze kicks it old school. There you go. I kicked,
0: period. No one asked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you didn't <laughs> just kick it little, little, little Nyla Thorne there. Oh, she, she left. Uh-huh. Like yeah. you have any idea where she is. Like a lot of movies start this way. I was watching my niece, and I just looked away for a second to do my oh, YouTube wrestling show. Oh, well. Easy oh, yeah, come, easy be... yeah, Kids are I'll, easy I'll... to make. Anyone can make I'll... a kid.
1: Get a new oh. one. Yeah.
0: There you go. Wow, you guys are just so supportive with
3: this. Good job. This is what we uh, I supportive. No, this, I know That's you are. That's what he's, <laughs> just, just, you know, how just, old is she? All, she's one. She'll be two. So how attached can the man. parents be to her? She's only one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is live. This is great. I'm on mm-hmm. air sitting there laughing at this. This is going to be a scene on my uh, Instagram story, so pay attention. What, what does to it Instagram say
0: right story. there? What does it say right there? Evil. Where? Evil. But you're such a nice guy. You shared a drink with me. Well, the devil convinced you he was nice, too.
1: Yeah. devil likes wine, you know.
0: devil does
3: well, like wine. Kind of, well, well, that's kind of messed up. I like wine. Damn, I might have to stop. <laughs> um, I'm just going to drink some water. I mean, I don't think... He don't have horns. As
1: far as you know, they're just somewhere else.
3: No, but he has such good hair. I don't think he would have, like, well, horns...
0: If you listen to this week's episode of Garden of Doom, you would learn a lot of the myths of the Church of Satanism and a lot of the myths about what you think of when you think of Satan and what he is and what he wasn't, and when he became what you think he is or closer to it. It's not what you think. I there you go. That was, a, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good plug right there. Listen to Garden of it's Doom. Yep. Yeah. We, we reviewed left-hand divinity and the origins of the the possible origins of the word satan Satan as an individual versus uh versus the devil versus just one of Lucifer's uh, top lieutenants and there you go Derek is tell me that was the
3: sucker you never trust the devil I can't trust you evil dose but I'm glad you're mm-hmm. on the show now mm-hmm. so uh Lucha House how's party take the owl MSK comes out tell because um, they're gonna they're gonna be in the finals. They're gonna be in the finals or yeah, the semifinals. So um the brand arrives, uh Pete Dunn says, I'm looking for Balor. They all come out together, calls out Finn Balor. Finn Balor comes out, yeah, uh, pretty much says, You're calling me out and you say you're not hiding, but it seemed like you're hiding behind these clowns talking about play one, player two tag team. Um, they step out the ring for, they step out the ring to leave the ring to Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. They share words, they exchange words, have a face down edge comes out. Um, you know, when I heard edge was coming out, uh, it was going to be an NXT this week. I said, Oh, okay. He's going to tease this idea that he's going to be going for the NXT championship, which would put eyes on NXT a little bit more. I'm not saying it would be a big draw, but it would put a little, um, some more, it'd be almost similar to what Charlotte did for the, um, when she went back to NXT for that feud with Rhea. Um, I don't see it happening personally. Um, I like the tease, but I don't see it happening. I think the match is still Finn Balor against Karrion Cross. um, Cause as good as a match that uh... no, I didn't forget. Cause I didn't even get to that part yet. No, 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 I didn't get to that part yet. Victor Nash, just give me some time, brother. Give me some time. I forget that part.
2: Still Cause that part. Right yeah, yeah.
3: So you know, you got Edge. He uh, comes out. He talks about how on the other brands, they really they they they're more. They use the E in WWE, but what he loves about. Or something that brought him back and made him more interested in NXT is that they used the W, which is wrestling. So, you know, he's catering to the fans. Um, it was a cool segment. It was nice. It was a nice little tease. He was this. I'm going to watch this match. Because Finn Balor made it clear. Finn Balor told Pete you want a shot? Fine. You got it at uh, Vengeance Day. So Edge, Edge says, I'm going to be watching this match. I'm going to be paying close attention to this match. Because whoever, um, the idea that he's going to go for that title. Um, you're not excited about that. It's something about edge and Finn that seems intriguing, but carry on you, you,
0: you, I, I just, I just don't believe. I just don't believe it. But listen, uh, around mm-hmm. a year ago, this time I was saying, there's no way Charlotte's gone for the NXT title that, that she's too important to WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the same. I'll, I'll distinguish it by, or yeah, distinguish it by saying that Charlotte is a full-time competitor while edge is on a three match a year contract with, I guess, a number of appearances And I don't think they're going to waste one of his matches, albeit at WrestleMania, on the NXT title.
1: I don't think that it would be. Here's the thing: if Mm -hmm. he were to go for the NXT title, it would not be a waste if he lost, because if they're the NXT champion, I'm assuming they're somebody, they're an up and coming guy. So if Edge does lose, like Finn Balor, the, the rub. I don't know who's gonna be the champion by then. By the way, I don't watch WWE, but literally all of my predictions, <laughs> except the Rumble, even though Edge was kind of my dark horse in a way, were correct. Who's your pick? Know. I my I said Braun Strowman, and then oh. I think my backup was someone else, and then I said dark horse. I think it'll be somebody that returns, but I don't know who. And I guess technically that's Edge, but I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So technically, like literally, all my predictions are right. So I don't, I don't think that they're really going to do that, uh, because they don't want Edge to lose. But also, why would you have him go for the NXT title if he's going to win? So you, they don't want him on NXT. They want him on exactly because it's yeah, not gonna, think, like yep. you said, a three, a three match deal.
0: And he has unfinished yeah. business with Seth Rollins. Mm, there we go. I, I, he's uh, gonna, I. Now he did say he's going to go for a title I never held, which. I guess could be the universal title which never existed when he was around no so that would be Roman, which I mean listen that that's different it's it's more interesting, I suppose it's better than Goldberg that's for sure i
3: think i I, I do think that's the match though edge against Roman um I don't think it's drew I don't think it's Finn I think it would be an intriguing match, but then I sit here and say, okay, so you have. Edge let's say Edge Edge goes for the title but he beats Finn and then he has this match against Karrion Cross. Now, I don't I don't see it. I think the match yeah. is carrying cross, Finn Balor. So you know it's a tease to make you wonder if he's gonna do it, but I don't see. It. I think he's gonna go to SmackDown. I think right now with him as the Royal Rumble winner, he's just going on all the brands to let it be known, like, hey, look, I could be going for you,
0: I could be going for you, I could be going for you. So um it's interesting. And and I think it's fine yeah. for them to string us along for a while. Um, because it's interesting, and, and and let it be interesting. Actually, Derek made a good point that the WrestleMania usually ends with a feel good story. So, yeah. I, and I, but I don't think Roman should lose that belt anytime. So, I, I still am hoping for Rhea going over Charlotte. I'm just not sure if that's a big enough feel good story. But we'll see. There, there's there's plenty of time between now and then to work that all out. And I'm not really sure that WWE has worked out the one thing they have gotten is with edge and christian back in some capacity they've gone back to mid to high card level faces so they have a lot more flexibility with what they want to do now because they've got established guys they can put in any position um carlito is in a tryout he can be a face he could also be a heel i would love him in the hurt business he he has the exact right attitude yeah and then it would also stray away from it just being a black faction. Not that I mind that. I think it's actually pretty cool. But but...
1: I'm Hispanic though, so it's right, of, yeah.
0: No, but it's, it's it's that... a, it could be a bridge. But in any event, sure. I mean, listen, I'm old and I'm behind the times. So maybe you know, mono-racial factions is a thing and of the I past. So
1: agreed with Victor that Edge is probably just putting the champions on notice. Which, wait, no, that's sorry.
0: what he—that's what he's doing. But I'm
3: interested because you—you said Kalito, and this is a—it's <laughs> not a raw show, but uh, and it's hard to really watch raw. I, I've heard people say oh, it's kind of good, and uh, I don't watch it as often as I used to. But you—you you, do you think that because uh, it looked like they're teasing a breakup, um, which is sad because I'm saying this team kind of just started getting some legs. You're gonna break them up now, like uh, was it uh, Cedric and um, Benjamin are fighting, and then. Bobby Lashley, when he gets really mad, he flips over everything, and <laughs> just I don't I don't know what's going on here.
1: There's but, a guy uh, who, he always posts this picture. It's like a meme, and all mm-hmm. it says is that you know they ain't gonna let a nigga have nothing. So if oh the my. hurt business is doing good, you know they're gonna break it up.
0: Oh my God, I know the the the, the you know meme exactly you're talking, talking about. <laughs> yeah, and I can't think of, I can't think of the the actor's name, that. but he's he, he he always played like a big lug in all the movies
3: yeah I
0: oh know. my yeah yeah I know, I didn't they, they, I gotta they,
3: take a look that, i gotta they, take they, a look they, at this that's hilarious uh, um well why well, yeah, because i'm i'm almost done actually with nxt it's really like I, i'll get this one segment out and then cool. you, you can take over uh because i feel like i've taken over this whole entire segment but uh but um we have a johnny gargano interview he basically he's not a fan of mckenzie uh her style of interviewing, because it seemed like she always asked dumb questions, according to him. But then she asked a really good question. She says, "How do you feel about Austin uh, Theory and uh, the the future feud it look like between him and Dexter Loomis?" And he said, "I'm proud of him. He's gonna he's gonna teach him a lesson." So then she says, "How do you feel about uh, uh, Kansas and Indy, their chances in the uh, Dusty Classic?" She said, and he obviously praising him, and he's very excited about. All the success that's going in the way, which is a hell of a name for the uh, team. Um, But then she asked a very, very heavy question. How do you feel about your match at NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day with Kushida? And that's when he just loses his mind. He's upset. He said, what? You said the K word? No, 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 I don't believe you. And she said, no, William Regal confirmed it. And she said, no, I don't believe it. You should get fired. What he said? You should get the fired or go. I, it was something hilarious. Johnny Gargano actually is a, a hilarious hell. So they come back from commercial. He's walking. So you should go to fire jail or something like that. I don't know what that means or, or, or bad interview jail or something like that. Um it's 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 very corny and hilarious, but it's it. it I I laughed. I was almost ashamed of myself, Um she opens the door, and you know Johnny says, "Oh well, I'll come back another time." They have a little uh, scra- uh shuffle. They, they they have a little fight. They're throwing each other around because she does like the last minute stand. He gets his kicks and hits, and so that's going to be a match at uh takeover, which I think is going to be a really fun match. I don't see Kushida getting no win. Vengeance
0: uh, Day Takeover. Yes, Vengeance
3: Day Takeover. Yes, I'm I'm renaming. Yes, I'm. of fact, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna uh, next show we do is just going to be called the rename because I rename stuff. Sounds I like rename a
0: movie. Vengeance Day Takeover.
3: With the if we're talking about Steven Seagal, does he still got the ponytail?
0: Yeah, little Steven Seagal. There
3: you go. I I, I like it. yeah when he was in I'm shape and he did that movie guys, with the X. I'm gonna get you
0: guys a karate uh, as soon as I finish eating the sandwich.
3: <laughs> don't you have a show on A and E now? He's like a cop. I don't know. I don't watch enough TV, but was he like a cop like two days ago or something like that?
0: Yes, but I but I do karate. I don't need weapons. I don't even need to get out of the car because karate.
3: <laughs> that's hilarious. That, that's funny. <laughs> See, there you go with the reference. You talk about you outdated with reference. That's what I'm talking about. So, I'll let you guys take over with AEW because uh, I'm almost done here. I think I've caught up good enough. Um, uh, Derek wanted to mention because we were talking about uh, stables earlier. And you was mentioning how Kalito uh, being in her business. But yeah, uh, I forgot. Owen Hart was in the nation domination. There you goes. go.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, and she- Victor Nash pointed out because she does two wins over Johnny Gargano. That's mm-hmm. why it's the it's the new curse. Oh, he went to Avengers
3: in 03. There you go. Exit Wounds. There we go. Oh, because I, oh, I said that movie with DMX. Shows down yeah. no movies.
0: Car- carry on, man. Carry on. You're was doing be- really good. That guys. was before DMX uh, went to prison. um and ruined his his promising career um okay so or maybe made it i don't know all right so we have alex marvez backstage uh uh, jericho and mjf and uh jericho's carrying a cooler presumably full of uh, bubbly um they go into a room where the rest of the inner circle are already waiting and they're going to celebrate you know we're all on it together sammy questions it are we really all in it together? Yeah, we agreed. Now Jericho could have said, "We had the three-way match to determine the official team of the Inner Circle. We won it, so yeah, this was the plan. You agreed to it, but no, they don't say that." Uh, and Sammy's like, "You know," instead Jericho's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we won, and but you guys were just, you know, you were just collateral damage." And Sammy goes, "Why are we always the collateral damage?" Which is a good question, except for the point I just brought up. But since I wasn't in the room, no one brought it up. And Hashtag there's... quiet,
2: uh,
0: No, not this yeah. time. Um, so anyway, Sammy gets upset and he leaves the room. Only Jericho goes to console him and chases him out. Not even his partner, Jake Hager. So I guess the tag team of Sammy Hager is, is over. I don't know what Sammy Hagar is going to do from now on. He'll, find, he'll have to find a new tag, uh, tag team to support. Uh, anyway... The, the second, the second Jericho goes out. MJF says, "Guys, I think we all need to have a talk." Wardlow, would you get that? And Wardlow closes the door. So th- this, I, even though I was nitpicking, this was actually a good segment. And this was well done, and this advanced the story. And MJF played it perfectly, and so th- this was really good. Now to the not so good. A wedding. Wrestling weddings are usually disastrous.
1: Oh, man. Oh. All
0: I can say about this one is that it was worse than Lashley and Lana. Oh, no. um, despite what anyone thought about that angle, um, this angle, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Could I, this, this, hold on. Could I enter, and I want you to carry
3: on, but have there ever been a wrestling wedding that you actually kind of enjoyed or enjoyed? Because no. wrestling weddings always get a bad flop. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: get that. Ones, truthfully, because I love that soap opera bullshit that they love to do. Well,
0: I thought I thought that Savage and Elizabeth was good. I thought good. I the Mad Dog up. and Luna Vashan was okay, low key good. There
1: anyone this decade that you
2: liked?
0: Anyone this decade?
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
0: Sma- S- Smash Lee and Lana. Oh, you like that one? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. When, when, when people kept coming.
1: I forgot about that. That's true.
0: Now, then, like Morgan proclaimed their love for Lana. Oh my God, it was fabulous. I mean, I was actually standing <laughs> up cheering. Oh my God, that, that was all over the place, but I was, was allowed.
1: Edge, oh. uh, Edge married. What was it, Vicky?
3: L- Lee, oh, okay. It was worse than well, David Finley getting left at
1: the Mar- Did he marry Lee? I don't know. It's All right.
3: Um.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, the matter, of the weddings that you're talking about, were during my hi- hi- hiatus period. I think I saw Kane get married, but I, I, don't,
2: I don't remember he much did. about it. Matter of he fact, uh,
3: here, we, here we go. We got uh, Derek, you know, the intelligent person of the uh, chat. Everyone else is. I don't want to Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth until they Oh, but Undertaker – uh, that was hilarious. Um, I want to say yeah. that this – and this was a terrible uh, – and, and and then evil dose could take over with this wedding because uh, wrestling weddings always get laughed upon. Uh, I don't know if this was my favorite, but I always just thought it was, oh, I got two. Um, um There was one where Edge and Lita got married and Edge, I mean, uh, Kane just came from the ground. And uh, <laughs> Edge and Lita ran, obviously, because of the hills. And then the priest got tombstone. I don't know. I just love uh, certain figures getting hurt. So don't, don't ask me why. And well, another one was 2010. I know, uh, why. J- evil. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's why I'm the bad guy. Keep it plain simple. simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got, uh, it was in TNA. It was 2010. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and, uh, uh, what's her name? Karen Angle or Karen Jarrett got married. And Karen Angle was the best man for whatever reason. But he was the best man. And he said, we're going to have a. Go home uh, there, 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 there he go. That's why. But he was there. and uh, But he had to be on his best behavior. So once the wedding was over, I always found this hilarious. He said, we're good. I said, we're done. And everyone said, yeah, yeah, we're good. Good angle pulled out a freaking axe. And I don't know where, I don't know how, where, but it was humorous. I thought that was, he pulled out an axe. And he was calm. He walked around the ring. And I thought that was, the, that might have been my favorite wedding. I mean, I get why everyone says macho and um and Liz. I get why. I understand why that's everyone's number one. But that one was hilarious. You don't bring an axe. Evil dose you've been to weddings. Have you ever pulled out an axe? Mm-hmm.
0: I've never not pulled out an axe. Oh, there you go. It's band. traditional oh, among right. among my cohort of demons. There you go. Take over, sheriff. I apologize. Go it's ahead. an insult not to bring a weapon.
3: Oh. Also, oh, 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 okay. Do, do you bring weapons to weddings, uh, sheriff?
1: Yeah, I bring um, the wedding ring. That's the weapon.
3: Oh God. Yo, Rest of is, your uh, life. All your money. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Carry, carry on, um,
0: Evil Dice. <laughs> All right. So Tony is officiating. Well, he's not officiating. He introduces that Kip is coming. Miro is in tow with Butler Charles. They're talking in the back. Uh, you know, it's basically more of the same. This is going to be the best wedding. Oh, I'm so excited to get married. Uh, she's so lucky to be marrying me, blah, blah, blah. Vicky Guerrero comes in and says, Kip, it's time. Thank God. Um, the officiant is the sinister minister James Mitchell, which I thought was an interesting touch. He, yeah. uh, Jr. notes that he he fixed his uh, eyebrows for it. They so did them straight up like, uh, like inverted V's, like like the devil, which was pretty cool. Um, I noted that Charles' duties as butler were supposed to end as of the wedding, um, per the stipulation. Yeah. So Jerry Lynn is bringing Penelope Ford out. They make a big deal about how beautiful she looks. And then, you know, she looks nice in a, you know, sort of stripper wedding dress kind of way. Um, They have personal vows. Kip does his vows saying how much he loves her and how beautiful she is, how beautiful she is on the inside and the outside, and how much he can't wait to marry her. And then Penelope is about to do her vows, and he cuts her off saying he knows, like, She's about to say, you have the biggest, and he cuts her off, like, as if she was going to say he's got the biggest schlong, whereas I'm sure she's going to say, you have the biggest heart. Um,
1: she was clearly going to say biggest nose. Don't get your mind out the gutter.
0: Oh, okay. oh there you go. I'm well, sorry. We didn't know that. Wh- wh- <laughs> whatever the case was, it was a, it was was a little big. bit disjointed, because his vows were actually kind and sincere, and then he cut her off. Like It's like he was out of character than back-end character, and it it was a little bit off putting to me uh anyway miro when when the sinister Minister is about to say is there anyone that has an objection miro cuts him off and says no 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 we're going to do none of that i've been i've done that before harking back to harkening back to what i just referred to where there was a series of objections each yeah, one you, the that yeah there you go okay yeah so miro has a memory and that that is one of the Two things I thought I think I liked in this segment. So anyway, they get married, kiss the bride, a lot of kissing, smooch, smooch, smooch. Very nice. Uh, Then Miro's doing a toast. He keeps making a big deal about how it's his wedding, um, which, you know, seems like it's going to tease a rift between him and Kip. Uh, Charles is to bring the, the champagne, passes it around. Miro says, the gift I got you is me. I'm your gift my presence my friendship my knowledge my power and like jr's like that's a pretty good gift no it's not sucks shut up um but anyway apparently it's brought to our attention that there's a human sized box wrapped in the corner um that nobody noticed before but apparently charles the butler put it there so miro's been there before uh, he figures that there's orange Cassidy or some sort of nefarious villain is there, so he attacks the box, throws it out, and it's empty. It's a giant empty box. Um, so Miro is yelling at Charles to clean up the box, go down there and clean up the box. And at some point, he must have shackled Miro's leg uh, in leg cuffs to the to the corner post. Um, and Kip. At that point, Chuck, I guess, realizes that since the wedding's over, his butlership has ended. The stipulation has been met, though nobody ever says it from commentary. They should have. Um, but Chuck hits Kip. Kip falls into Penelope. Penelope, of course, falls into the cake. She's got a face full of cake. Naturally, um, blah, blah, blah. Nero is trying to attack uh chuck put him in a headlock or a, a choke hole but it doesn't it doesn't stick um kip goes to punch chuck chuck ducks and hits miro and of course there's another tease about their separation at that point uh and then we look behind us and back out of the cake comes climbing out orange castley so we've got the hollow cake again the very same gimmick that rusev used a year ago he didn't even think to check the cake. Yep, so that's exactly right, Victor. So Cassie comes out of the cake, and with Chuck's assistance, they put Kip into the bottom of the bubbly reverse sort of uh, Death Valley driver, pile driver thing, and, you know, and Kip is laid out. Blah, 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 and, and, and Miro is all upset, and so, you know, we're teasing the the breakup between Miro and Kip, um, but this this story and feud shall continue yay
3: um oh, Sheriff, what did you think
0: about this
1: that sucked and i like wrestling weddings but it was ah, okay. it went a real long time without anything happening and i guess the trope that Miro was putting off was like this is not cliche i know you're just gonna put somebody in the box or like i know you're just gonna come out and they say do you does anybody have any objections And Miro was like, I'm gonna put a stop to this. But I was like, well, can you not? Because this is boring. And I kind of want this to like speed up. Also, after they said I do, I was like, well, Chuck doesn't really have to listen to them anymore. Um, Uh. And so I thought it was odd that they didn't even think about that fact. They just kind of were just acting like, well, let's just tell Chuck to get our drinks and act like nothing ever happened. I'm like, well, you're setting yourself up for really anything. It was uh yeah, it's what I said it was so
3: I, I I didn't see this obviously, but I'll sit here and say the only thing I think I like about this, I would have to see it, I mean, it don't sound like I miss much uh one thing I was saying and say uh, isn't um I don't know if he's on the contract, but I was actually in uh <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm blinking on words here, but uh when I saw James Mitchell there, I said, wait, does isn't he with Impact? But I guess not, because right, they killed him off or something like that. Because Impact has become a lucha underground now, like people are getting shot and stuff like that. Um <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, like well, I mean, shot. there there is this relationship with Impact, which you know, uh why not expand to James right. Mitchell? But I slightly is, forgot that, right, right. It it's also entirely possible that James Mitchell was only on an on-appearance you know, payday anyway, as opposed to a contract. Uh, So Impact actually does quite a bit of that, including both Motor City machine guns, Matt Cardona presently, probably others that we don't know about. So, Mm -hmm. you know, why not a guy that's holding on now and and again? So, listen, I I thought he was a, a, a nice touch. I wish he would stop unbuttoning his shirt at age 937. But, uh, you know, maybe would when he gets him, to Methuselah.
3: Would, would, you, would you let him in? Because uh, you seem like a kind of guy who, you, you like prestigious people in the Darker Order. Would he be someone that would uh, be one of your um, minions?
0: He could be up on one of the upper levels of the Dark oh. Order, which is by upper level, it's it's the lower. It's the lower down, the more prestigious. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, he, but uh, he could be in my... I'm going to say he's never really made... He didn't even make it to like Kevin Sullivan, Paul, you know, level, let alone Paul Bearer, Undertaker, Kane, Evil. All right, right. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. What was I
3: going to throw out? I was just going to say like the only thing I think I liked about that Rusev just knew about these... Uh, like you said, these wedding cliches and stuff like that. I thought I thought that was actually really good because it showed... he's Nobody not. He forgot idiot.
0: the hollow cake. He came out of the hollow cake. Right. That was stupid. That
3: was stupid. I, I can understand that. But all the other cliches. And he's
0: such a bad promo. He's so bad. Mm. Left to his own he, devices, I he's terrible. His
1: first one, I thought his first one was good when I watched it, when he came to AEW. But when I watched it back in retrospect, that segment was a train wreck. I don't know. Maybe I had my mural-colored glasses on back then.
0: No, no, no. I Everybody you know, can come in once and say, the last place held me back, and now I can show what I'm going to do. Sure, that's yeah, good, but it's not sure. good. Everybody said um, it. I mean, uh, even uh, Cardona uh, sure. joked about it. He said, wait in fucking line in, 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 the, in, the, in the AEW. I mean, they bleeped it out. Um, mm. But, you know, all I'm going to say is that, sure, anyone can make that promo. Um, sure, it, it, It's like calling it, someone fat. It,
3: it, it's Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> it's it's just a go to. No, he got a valid point because, like, uh you know, the first few times I think back in, um, I would say like maybe in the nineties or so when people would say it, it was kind of like, oh, they referenced the other company, but now it's such a throwaway line that no one feels that anymore. Like Rusev well, says,
1: it's, be. it's at this point it has to be shoot because I feel like fans don't really tend to want to buy in. Unless they actually buy in, mm. and in order that's that to really happen in 2021, there has to be some level that they actually agree with in real life. Like, like with with Hangman, everyone's depressed and drinking. It's a pandemic. So when Hangman started getting on his depressed cowboy stuff, everybody's like, "Yeah, I feel that, man. Pass the beer."
3: But hey, I think too. with Hangman. I think with Hangman, he was already drinking even before the pandemic, actually. He was drinking way before that. Well,
1: before we went to quarantine, but, like, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you said. And also, like you said, people like people who drink,
0: so. Here's my man, Derek. Spinning facts again. There you go. Um, go. So then we were told that we have a major, major blockbuster announcement. Blockbuster is the actual word that they used. I thought they were closed. Yeah, no, no, they're not announcements. Just the video stores. So That's they, the, oh, okay. yeah. Actually, it was it was not that long ago that the last blockbuster actually. It's closed. In Alaska, it was like a, right? It was, yeah, Alaska, last. That's oh. right. I, yeah, you're very good. Um, so this was a segment from, I guess, the NBA pregame, postgame, halftime show, some NBA show, where you got Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal. Charles uh, Barkley, uh, Kenny Smith, and Ernie Johnson. Popular
1: who... show. Popular show.
2: I'll tell you
0: that Oh, much. God. I'm sure it's a popular show. I just don't know which... I... That crew is on a bunch of shows, so I don't know which show it was from. In any event, they're talking about Shaq, talking about wrestling, and and Shaq keeps referring to Cody Rhodes' Cupcake Cody Rhodes. And seen? he's going to wrestle him, and they're like, you're not a wrestler. Do you, do you have any favorite moves? And then Kenny Smith said... Well, a few years ago, he gave Sugar Shane Mosley more than he could handle um, or more than he wanted, and they're like, that's true, that's true. He goes, oh, do you have a a favorite movie? He's like, yeah, it's The Black Tornado, and then Shaq goes up, and he's like behind the plexiglass, he's like, I don't want to knock things over, and he proceeds to basically do a Judas effect and knock the glass over and then uh, comes around and does sort of like a, a clothesline bad haymaker, but it doesn't matter, the man's a giant. Um, anyway, that was the Blockbuster announcement that Cody Rhodes uh, or is a cupcake and that Shaq has a move called the Black Tornado. Um, so
2: what then, am I watching? Then,
0: yes. Then they took us to the Lumberjack match, Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. Um, match, match, match. Uh, a tag team apparently called Bear Country at some point, played a significant role as bases. Uh, right before that, the referee was distracted by Kingston and somehow missed the blade, putting up a picnic table and setting it up or cafeteria table and setting it up in the corner of the ring, even though he was looking right at it and, and uh, you know, for momentary distraction. And, power, you know, refs, of course, in wrestling are required to have zero peripheral vision. In any event, uh, the, the the bear country people uh, <laughs> knocked either the blade or the butcher in through the table, and then the other one took him <laughs> out, and then the other one took out the the, the butcher. Uh, anyway, after all this happened, Lance Archer just puts on his finisher, gets a three-count ride in the middle of Kingston, and God willing, or Satan willing, anyone willing, the Anunnaki, the Enki... Uh, the, the great Tao, the great Buddha, the, the, the Veda, <laughs> who, who, all the gods, new and old. Uh, all together. Th- th- this, this feud needs to be over. Um, I know they're trying to make Archer a face. I don't see that it's working. Um, but anyway, he wins. Clean. The end. Hopefully the end. We then get what we're told is a disturbing video from FTR. So, the disturbing part at first is that three grown men seem to be sitting on one uh, comfy chair together, all smushed in. Um, oh. So, it's FTR with Tully in the middle. And they're basically talking hey, about well, how. What
3: was happening here? No, I'm joking, Gary.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, they're pissed off that Jack snitched, which is yeah. Jungle Jack. So, Jungle Boy apparently snitched and told Tony Khan about what they did because it clearly wasn't on live tv hey, Everyone me. okay. <laughs> i mean so. big secret ah, it, it, it required the jungle boy was the one to snitch um as opposed to tony khan not watching his own product which we know he does uh because he's usually there anyway so oh, telly blanchard goes on and he's usually a good promo but this was a bit weird he's like it's fear the really? revelation and this happened and that happened and the other thing happened and then we get banned from a match where we could be the number one contenders why? Well, they just told you why. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you did a dumb thing, but they're trying to do the conspiracy angle that Britt Baker does and Sami Zayn does. So, I mean, but but it's enough that Britt Baker in your own promotion does it. You don't need to do it, too. Anyway, it was sort of weak, and then they pulled a, like, an office chair, like a, a spinning chair from from the side out of the angle, and Marco Stunt was chained to it and, and <laughs> duct tape and gagged, and so yeah. obviously he's been kidnapped, much like when Pac was kidnapping Michael Nakazawa and everybody who was friends with. Oh, him that, company just, that company is just off the hook. Yeah, kidnapping it, so, going on. Go ahead. Yeah, so apparently this is leverage, this is ransom, and it's, it's not a federal offense when it's done in a wrestling story or when nobody cares that Marco Stunt is missing, and um,
2: This is hard to
1: look at because Marco Stunt literally looked like
0: a child. A Yeah,
1: and And so it made me kind of uncomfortable, especially when he was, like, moving around, like, trying to get out. I was like, yikes, I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, this this was weird, but obviously FTR is going to be sidetracked with Jurassic Express for a while, while whatever the Young Bucks, they play out their game with the Inner Circle uh, official team who may or may not take the titles. The Good Brothers may or may not be involved. Who knows? Um, which, I mean, the who knows, is, is sort of good, so, sort of bad. I mean, I think it's good when wrestling has multiple directions. I'm just not sure if this is organized chaos, purposeful, or if it's just, you know, week-by-week week chaos.
3: Right, I remember um, that
0: one. Yeah, like when Edge kidnapped Paul Bear, but it was really much closer to last year when Pac was kidnapping Michael Nakazawa, yeah. and I think he kidnapped Rio, too. And, like, was, he's basically kidnapping everybody with the, all the jabronis that were in the Omega circle you know, sort of under Omega's protection, you know, but clearly right. not well protected. Um, we come back to a Joey Janela promo about his title, sh- TNT title shot. Yeah. And so he says something like, I'm back from the GCW collective and I spread COVID all over the place and I don't care what's going to happen. No, he didn't say any of that. He basically oh. just said that, that he's back kind of promo and, is this? you know, him and Darby have been killing each other for years and putting distress on each other's body. And and Darby, the bad boy is back and he's coming for the title. I mean, it was really a, a by-the-numbers the promo.
1: is, I watched the show and I almost believed you about the COVID thing. I was like, wait, yeah, that's what? Like, wait, what?
0: I said, did he just turn <laughs> <That's up."> ill?
3: Like-
2: <laughs>
1: well, he,
0: he, I mean, this this was another segment that didn't need to be in the show that could have been extended on to... Um, Dark. The, yeah, the 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 battle royal, or perhaps, just perhaps, a cinematic bachelor party scene with Miro and Kip where there could have been comedy ensuing at the expense of Chuck Taylor. Uh, you know, I mean, they're good at those things. They're good at those sort of comedy vignettes, like a hangover kind of thing, though not directly taking off on the, the inner circle stuff. I mean, there, there, there could have been good stuff in here that should have been here instead of, Joey Janela cutting a promo, which didn't matter. Sting and Darby, which didn't matter. Taz just proving he's an idiot again. Uh, the recap of the Thunder Rosa-Britt Baker thing, which, which you know, I mean, nobody who watches who watched AEW tonight hasn't seen this for the last two months. All right. Anyway, is there anything else on NXT that you want to talk yeah, about? This is main so, event time for us.
3: So Okay, cool. So I got a few segments. So I'm going to rush into it so we can get into the main event because – uh we do have a match that's not really a match. You have uh, Jesse, who uh, previously was tag teaming with uh, Aaliyah. So apparently she's a part of the uh, Robert Stone brand. Uh, that was shocking to me. And there's this uh, supposed to be match with Tony Storm, but uh, Mercedes Martinez comes through, breaks up the match. She uh, starts attacking. She goes for Tony Storm. Jesse tries to prevent her from doing that, but Mercedes, not having any of that, attacks her. So, eventually, Jesse's knocked out of the ring. I, I think Aaliyah and Robert tried to do anything, something, I don't remember. I just, I, they were not even really there. Um, EO eventually comes out, but she watches the two women brawl it out. Because, you know, it's going to be a triple threat. So, she's sitting there saying, go ahead, kill each other. That's cool. Eventually, she gets in there. She does the moon moonsault off the um, turnbuckle to the outside, knocks both women out. She's the last woman standing and raises the belt. You have Kurt Stallion or Curtis Stallion. There's a promo. He, um, something. He won a first contender match and, um, stuff. You have Cameron Grimes. He's going to return. I'm sorry. I just really wasn't, uh, I wasn't feeling it. Like, I, I just wasn't feeling it. You're not um, excited about
0: the Kurt Stallion match?
3: I, I wasn't, a st- I was not excited about Curtis the horse, um, so then we got our Cameron Grimes promo. It's uh I'm actually excited about him coming back because I like Cameron Grimes. I know that uh uh UPR huh? Where I guess he was I mean, hurt. I, d- I guess he was on to the moon, baby. I can't do it like him. Cameron, Cameron, Grimes.
2: Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes.
3: To the moon. To the moon, baby. I love that he just talks trash and always gets beat up. He's like that guy you just go to a bar, he's always on the floor, you know, <laughs> what a what a what a what that's you that shirt, like, Whatever y'all like? talking about? I talk huh? Was, I'm sorry, was you doing an impression there, Sheriff? I was
1: of the guy at the bar with the ripped shirt on the ground talking trash. Oh,
3: that's totally not me, uh, Evil Dose. That's really upsetting. My shirts are not ripped. That's only when I go to bed. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't think that your shirt would be ripped, but I I maybe the rest of you. <laughs> well later, on, oh
3: rip, oh no, see I'm a pretty guy. I don't like to get into fights. I start fights, I just don't get into them. Um Oh, well, we got um, Curtis, <laughs> that. <laughs> we got Curtis Stallion against uh, uh, es, what, what was it? That, that, oh, Santos Escobar. I'm sorry. I oh, because my niece scribbled the names. Whoops. Thanks. Um, it's a cruiserweight match. Um, nothing to really drive home to. Uh, Curtis Stallion was not going to win. Uh, really, the highlights was uh, Scarlett was there. She was there just scouting really scouting uh santos he was she was just scouting him um once again santos pretty much gets it's a it's a clean win it it's nothing to drive home for uh Kurt tried i just wasn't feeling it um really wasn't feeling it Santos beats him cleanly to the point where he is finishing and then he had another move i guess it's like a second finish pins him clean scarlet is uh still watching on his boys are in the ring. And then Karrion cross comes out and he just kills everybody. He just kills. He he, he wipes these dudes. Do- Victor, are you there? Victor Nash, are you there? Because this is the spot he was talking about. Yeah, you forgot the spot. about. No, I didn't forget the spot. I took notes. I put this in order and I was prepared. But now, and you're not here, Victor, I need you to write me something to let me know you're here. Because this is the spot. You waited for this. And now I'm here. Telling you this spot. I'm all out of water. So... <laughs> Karrion I'm cross out cam- of
0: water. I'm so lost without it.
3: Hey, is that
0: Cheryl Crowstone? No, Air Supply.
3: Oh, there we go. Oh, look. Oh, look. There- hey, see, he's here. I-, I called him out and he's here. Good job, Victor Nash. Thank you for being here still. Um, but he kills everybody, gets into Santos' face, tells him you, you could pretty much he- – he threatens him. He says you can run – um get out of here if not then you're, you're out of time so it looked like they're gonna have a match uh <laughs> i i listened to you on your uh podcast and i remember you was kind of like wait so what's the point of this he's he's nowhere in, in the weight division to be competing against him it all stems from santos a few weeks ago sitting there saying "Unlike oh, Killian cross unlike him i could still keep the title talking about how he got hurt and had to drop the title so he already put his name in his mouth so now, Karian is like, I bet I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you regret those words. I'm gonna make you eat them words. So it looks like they're gonna have a collision, or maybe they're teasing it, but it looks like that's gonna be clear. Colli- because I think they, they they're trying to find something for him to do, and I
0: guess apparently he's have to kill a bunch of cruiserweights. Um, that's fine. That, I guess Vengeance uh, Day, vengeance uh, shall be of uh, the devils. Which
3: leads it to this segment and the main event. So I finally caught up with you guys, uh, Edge. Happens to run to Karrion Cross, Karrion or Double K tells him like, uh, "You, you, <laughs> you, you're worried about Finn and Pete Dunn, but you need to be worried about me, because you know this, this right here, this is, it's doomsday for you."
0: Which leads into a really, really good main event.
3: Um, I didn't really take notes at this point, but uh, I'm just hey, Cross ago. said that
0: to Edge, or Edge said that to Carrying Cross.
3: Karrion Cross said that to Edge. So he was letting him know that uh you know you're worried about these two, but you don't want none so of the
0: So Edge is putting all the champions on notice, but carrying cross is counter putting Edge on notice.
3: Oh yeah. And that's why I sit here and say that uh okay. that's not the ma- that's not the match. Uh Edge yeah. against But
0: it's yeah. fine. Carrying carrying cross is, is the heel that's not aligned with other heels. He's he's a heel unto himself. <laughs> Women, okay. winner gets women's title shot. Yeah, that was random. I
3: think that's what we said. You didn't mention.
0: Oh, look, there we go. Yes, we did. That's, you're, you're either late or early, but I don't know when that, that the Victor, comment, be late. late. But yeah, yeah we we, no. na- we also talked about Japan and the United States. He and did. I no, he, did he, my he best knows. to pronounce all those Japanese names as properly as I remember Tony Schiavone saying them.
1: And I said I was excited to see Riho.
0: There we yeah. go, Riho. There we go. Sure. Because, I mean, she's a woman that's smaller than you. <laughs>
1: she, yeah,
2: she's 100 times smaller
0: than me. Yeah. No, she's very uh, light, but like, what point was she like
3: 90 pounds? They were like really advertising she was 90 pounds. Yeah, AJ, with that belt AJ. on.
1: She's smaller than AJ, and that's hard to do.
3: Oh, yeah. goodness. So I'll end it with this as uh, I was very late to the party. We have Undisputed Era against Tomasa Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, my God, it's when I said Thatcher, there was so much spit. Um, Really hard hitting match. It was a really good match. It was a really it was really good. I thought this was actually uh I think I would I could confidently say this was matching the night. Uh the Undisputed Era boys really putting their work in. Same thing with Tomasha and Timothy. Um very hard hitting. Um I kinda I me said maybe Undisputed Era I didn't think they would win it, but I said maybe they get so close and they don't win. Like they just come just short. But Tommaso Champa and Timothy get it. Uh there was this <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believe it was this, uh, Timothy grabs, uh, Roddy, and he just slaps him, I mean, really slaps the taste of his match, it was a really good, <laughs> it was a real, life when he slapped. Him, that's a goodness, these guys are really hitting each other, um, there was this really cool spot, where Adam Cole has the figure four, figure four, and then you have, uh, Roddy hits, like, the line tamer, he calls the stronghold, and they both had the submission on the other tag team. And I believe Tomasa breaks out of it and then he breaks up the uh, Adam Cole submission. One of the things I noticed lately uh, with uh, Tomasa is that he's been growing his hair out. And it's kind of weird because it's like right here and then slightly right here. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he just said F it and just wanted to grow it like that. I don't know. I Just something I noticed because uh, he's usually clean shaven. But uh, I guess he just says the hell with it. Um, it was a really good match. A really good match. Um, there's a spot where I I forget which undisputed. I think it was Roddy. He goes to try to hit um, Chomper, Ciampa, but Chomper, uh, but uh, Timothy, I guess, push him. He sacrifices himself, and just when. Roddy's getting in the ring. hitting him with Willow's bow and uh, pins Rod- Roderick Strong. I really thought it was a really good match. That's a match I would say if there was anything to watch back on NXT. The stuff for the Edge was cool. Um, Anything with Finn I think is really, really good because uh, he just brings a whole nother I like this aggressive uh, aggressive. Finn, so anything with Finn is usually pretty decent. And I thought this match was actually really good. So if there was a match to look into, um, the Cruiserweight stuff didn't really do it for me personally. Uh, I thought that women's tag match was really good too. That opener, I thought it was a good opener. So there was some fine stuff. I thought NXT was better than last week where last week I felt kind of bored. I felt like, Oh, cool. Yay. And there was some stuff right here. I felt like like, I'm making this sandwich, and everything else is warm but the bologna. Like, this bologna fell on the floor, and I put it in my sandwich anyway. Like that uh, Kurt Stallion match, he just didn't do it. He didn't do it for me. But NXT was a good show. But I digress, and I give the floor to you guys to talk about AEW. All
0: right, well, it's main event time. This is Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, and the Good Brothers, the Impact Tag Team Champions versus John Moxley. Pack and Phoenix. So it's a match. This is really a tale of of two matches as far as I was concerned. The first 10 minutes were sort of slow to develop, a little bit choppy and and a little bit boring. Um, But right around the time when Omega, Gallows, and Anderson are all in the ring, I think triple teaming, um, I, I think it was Moxley, Don Callis says there were two of the best professional wrestlers in the world, in Kenny Omega and Carl Anderson in the ring, and Doc Gallows is standing right there. So he, he sort of buried his guys, but of course the AEW commentary didn't didn't do that. They said there are six of the best professional wrestlers oh, uh, in, in the ring right now, which is what they should have said. I mean that that that's their job. Their job isn't to say what about Gallows, but I, I would have marked out if somebody if there was like a you know a, like a snide. You know, an announcer there, and then they said, "You, you, you just bury Gallows." Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway,
1: necessarily wrong
2: either. Well,
1: it's,
0: yeah. Uh, right around ten fifty-five, the match got really, really good and really, really fast, and they crammed a lot into three and a half minutes of, of the rest of this match. If this entire match was at this pace. I mean, somebody probably would have died, but but it would have been amazing. Phoenix was all over the place. He, I mean, he was really the star of the show. But I mean, Pac did great. Kenny Omega did great. Um, everyone looked pretty good in, in this. You know, Moxley did his thing. You know, he's not the most fluid of wrestlers, but he he does his thing as sort of the brawler in it. Though, I mean, I I don't know if anyone else is noticing, but every week he gets progressively smaller. So, I mean, you know, it's especially noticeable next to a guy like Gallows. I mean, it seems like the only guy in AEW that, that is in the top tier that has continued exercising is Pack and Cage and everyone else. So, eh, not really important.
1: Omega's pretty
2: buff.
0: He is, but he used to be super ripped, and he's not even yeah. super ripped anymore. Um, yeah. Wardlow is, is, is still pretty... Rocking, it. he's still a pretty jack.
1: needs
0: more, though, though. He yeah. Really... Well, I mean, a yeah, no lot could yeah. be Ward. Even Lance Archer oh, yeah. seems skinny. Anyway, not important. Forget about Jeff and his, you know, body guy thing. It's not. It's not, cool. it's not. It's not. It's not important. The last five minutes of this match really good. A lot of action. A lot of to and fro. Really couldn't tell who was going to win. Then all of a sudden, abruptly, the Good Brothers put on whatever their finisher is. On, I think it was Magic Phoenix. Killer. The Magic Killer, and then Kenny Omega pins him, and or somebody pins him, and, and you know that 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 was it. I mean, at some point, Phoenix did one of those dives. I thought he broke his legs, but of course not. He popped right back oh, up. He is so crazy, yeah, yeah. Um, I, they, they were, you know. Anyway, the heels are beating down uh, on on the faces at that point. Uh, for whatever reason, Archer's music hits, and he comes out, and he's the face. So he clears them out. So he clears out the good brothers basically. Um, Pack uh, is, is sort of dead. Uh, Phoenix, who knows where he is. Moxley is is sort of like he's about to like attack and and you know give Omega the paradigm shift. He was sort of hanging around like a drunken sailor, but he's gonna he's he's gonna get uh, Kenny Omega. Then all of a sudden, somebody in a hoodie jumps up. Pretty small fellow jumps up, hits Moxley, knocks him out takes takes the hoodie off and it, it's Kenta with pink hair um, and I was like it's Kenta so the forbidden door appears to have been broken up just a little bit more and maybe there is a three-way relationship with promotions how wide and how deep yeah. we don't know but for, but for tonight and tomorrow the internet will be a buzz uh, and I guess in the future we'll, we'll see how wide and how deep and how well three promotions can. Promote together. Um, I'm sorry, you're right, Victor. It's 9:55. Um,
2: I I'm, used to, I'm like used to shows ending
0: covers. at 11. Um, and it was my mistake because when I typed the notes, I said five of. So it's just that that was just a my mistake. Um, and Omega was nodding at Kenta, um, you know, as if they're st- you know Bullet Club allies, which is a little bit weird because Jay White just a couple days ago cut a promo about how their Bullet Club was the real Bullet cl- Club, not these knockoffs, that him and Kenta's Bullet Club was the real deal, not these knockoffs. Now, whether that was a swerve to throw us off, I don't know, or whether the coordination is, is sort of day by day, I don't know. I know Kenta's been stuck in the United States, and the lockdown in Japan has just been extended, and the Moxley-Kenta match has been res- reset from uh, Japan to Los Angeles to the, N- uh, the New Japan North American dojo. So... Maybe things change. Maybe maybe this is a one of the few nice side effects of COVID for the wrestling universe. Maybe this was planned. Who knows? I'm sure we'll find out in the future. But for tonight, the wrestling world is abuzz with that that finish. Mm-hmm. And listen, rightfully so. This this is fun. Three promotions working together, which could easily spill into others. I mean, technically, if you can if you count AAA, that's four. If you count Stardom, that's five. Um, Ring of Honor has had a traditional relationship with New Japan. If they're somehow involved, that's six. New Japan, I mean, Ring of Honor's relationship with CMLL, that's seven, although CMLL and AAA don't seem to play very well together. Right. Um, who knows? And nobody knows where NWA stands with anything. So, you know, we do have Thunder Rose and Serena Deeb's still there. And so, and the NWA title is still defended usually on AEW. So, you know, maybe, you know, there's eight. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Who knows? History speaks against these things. But right now, today, we're not in history. We're, we're in now. So right now, everybody have fun. Even me. Even Evil dose has to say have fun. Enjoy it.
1: It's not just any, like, companies working together. It's two, essentially two major. Because I would say there's one, two, there's three major companies. as WWE, AEW, and New Japan. Even though someone told me today AEW was an independent, which was the dumbest thing I ever heard. But it's, like, major – yeah, like, that's dumb. It's too major, I would say. So that's New Japan and AEW, which I guess in the Territory days, that technically happened. But you don't – and WWE collaborates with people, but their form of collaboration is just not collaboration. It's like ECW, they acquired them. They acquired WCW. They practically acquired Evolve. Like, they don't necessarily collaborate, um, especially not – People think are on their level that will cross pollinate and I guess get bigger. So even if it's not necessarily uh, them working together, just being able to use the same uh, faces and have them show up on both brands, I think that that's just that's different and that's just historical in general. So, like Jeff said, we'll. Well, oh, sorry, like Evil Dose said, that's not say. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll see how that goes
3: yeah I think it's actually intriguing um I saw the pictures and I said, oh look like uh look like uh, something's happening here Because um, I think we all knew about the uh like it was almost like new japan and AEW w don't never work together they were, they were making it like that it would never be a thing and a lot of people were just saying,' give it time, give it time, give it time um I think the name... like new Japan is supposed to be having a um they're supposed to be shown in the states i don't know when i don't think they've ever made it clear yet so this is actually really good for them it gives them a little bit of uh because not everyone watches new japan um they know about it but they don't they know about it. they heard about the initials but they don't watch it so i, I think that helps them out that helps them out majorly so that's why like when you were saying uh your friend said uh indies no this is major if you can get on AEW, if you can get on wwe if you can get in wwe cool but if not AEW is your next thing. So and, well, it's probably and, a
0: discussion for a different day as to what an independent means. Cause I think absolutely. people, I mean, the technical de- definition of independent used to be that it was owned by an individual, independent person or a small group. But over time, it's morphed into the size of the promotion. Like people call Ring of Honor of Independent. It's owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which is a giant, um, you know, uh, publicly traded uh, conglomerate there the you know, impact is all by access but they're they're both small promotions so so there's your local indies and there's your so you know uh, the definition of indie probably doesn't mean independent anymore
1: people just say anything that's not exactly. wwd is indie if you are on a major major cable network like TNT you are not an independent Ring of Honor is definitely an independent and not consistently on major TV. You,
3: you, uh, um, talking to you, evil you get to because, like, when we do chat, you seem like you watch Ring of Honor not religiously, but it's almost on your cable
0: network, correct? Oh, well, I watch it religiously. Oh, um, you do? Okay. And though I didn't watch this week's yet. It, it is on my cable networks. I mean, Sinclair is actually based in Baltimore, but yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's on the Sinclair channel here. Sinclair is in. About 200 or 190 markets in the U.S., mostly cities, but they also lease Ring of Honor in other markets to other channels as well. Um, like I know in Atlanta, it's on local Fox or whatever. So it's RCW station here, but it's actually on oftentimes two, three, four, sometimes five times a week. Not even announced because they just sort of throw it on whenever they've got an empty slot. Like it used to, like where there used to be like the the telecommercials um the infomercials um anyway it, it's not particularly important again i you know i think the definition of indie needs to be readjusted to mean the size of the promotion because tamara is absolutely right if you're on a major the cable channel it doesn't matter how many people own you or don't own you you're not you're not what anyone thinks of an indie when people think of an indie they think of a high school garage you know 20 or gym 25 people 40 people 110 people showing up you know, light bulb tubes. You know, uh, no stories, no continuing. I mean, anything with episodic TV arguably is is not really an indie. Um, so anyway, it, it it it's not something that we need to decide here. But I think that we can agree that that although independently owned by Pervez Khan, AEW does not fit any traditional thought of an indie, and neither does New Japan, which is owned by a big company. And Impact is owned by a big company, too. Uh, and New Japan has been talking about a North American TV deal. They haven't announced anything yet. Who knows what it is? But imagine if it's TNT or TBS. Then obviously this is going to be a long-term relationship. If it turns out to be Spike or something like that, maybe not so much. I mean, you know, right. who knows? Um, is it just Kenta and they did a favor for Kenta? Maybe. Uh, is it something bigger? I don't know. The The women's tournament listen i don't know much about japanese female wrestling i don't know much about japanese male wrestling but i could be wrong all of those women could work for the company that's not owned by i hope i'm pronouncing it right but bushyrado um which i think also owns new japan and i think that's stardom but maybe they all work for you know a rival promotion that's not owned there i i i truly don't know so you know, maybe someone in the audience in the chat can tell us or let us Absolutely. know during the week. Check us out on Facebook or YouTube chat. Leave notes. Um, leave notes. Know, Those are good. Subscribe, share, like, love, rate, review, keep
3: watching. Tell make, your friends.
0: Yeah. Make some friends. Then tell them. Yeah.
3: Make a sandwich. Tell your friends then before then you lose more. your friends. Yeah, there you go. Get us out oh, yeah. there. Get the good Ooh. word out. Uh, and I guess I'll ask you guys since. I said NXT was pretty good. What did you guys think of AEW tonight?
1: I say if I had to give it a grade rating, I'm going a B. Because uh, I would say B+, but it was a specialty show. For a specialty show, it seemed a bit too fair weather. Um, The opener was probably my favorite. I liked the Britt Baker max, and and I liked the uh, main event um so i think it did what it was supposed to do it gave me enough to enjoy so a b
0: yeah i think that's a fair grade um i'd probably give it a b plus but only because the end was so interesting i mean i'm probably giving it a full letter grade because of because of the end um i've said it many times i'm a sucker for a battle royal this was no this was no exception and then I must say, what, four times I want it to be longer because I love I'm a sucker for Battle Royal. I also think that it probably should have been longer. So I didn't love the Battle Royal, but I liked the Battle Royal. Uh, and it wasn't the ending I expected. And, and you know, like I was very wrong with my Royal Rumble predictions. I like that. I like that when things aren't predictable. That's good. Um, and I like that this was not what I predicted. I also liked the Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa match. I thought the... the uh, Matt Hardy Page stuff was dopey. Uh, I, I thought that match was nothing to write home about. I thought that the the wedding was every bit as corny and and lame as I feared it would be. But I got a couple chuckles out of it, so fine. Mm. Um, the uh, Shack thing was dumb. Oh the, my god. The, Taz, the Darby and Sting thing was done, the, the, the Taz thing was dumb, but I live for Taz being dumb. So, I mean, how can I hate on something that I'm building my entire career upon? Um, right. I mean, God forbid he ever gets smart. I didn't love the lumberjack match, but it was fine. Wait, who was and in that band? You said Bear Country, right? That's the name of the tag team. <laughs> well, they were lumberjacks that, that came <laughs> in, and, and but the thing is, nobody knew who they were, and they made a big impact, which and they made a point of naming both their names, and then saying what their team was. So I'm assuming that they're going to be on dark or have been on dark and maybe we'll be like the next acclaim, the next top flight, the next varsity blondes that we'll start to see uh, on dynamite. I don't know. They sort of reminded me of those guys, the Swansons from, or the Dawson's from NWA, just like sort of two burly sort of like fat, you know, big thick country boys, One of them looked like a younger Kevin Owens, you know, and a bit sort of like if Kevin Owens and Tugboat had a child. Um, The other one, he he didn't really look like a, he just looked like a, like a angry Greek guy. Um, Anyway, uh, but the end was unexpected and it was fun and, you know, and, and, you know, and and, and anything that makes the wrestling world go a flutter in, in a, positive way is is a good thing and so it so i'm going to give i'm going to go with a b plus without that ending that probably would have been more like a c plus b minus what can i tell you the, 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 it was it was sort of it was sort of a typical AEW show where there was some good there was some great and there was some bad, there was some really bad but the okay. the end was exciting so there you go
2: by
1: the way i agree with you i don't think that the royal rumble was very predictable I've always been kind of good at predictions, but that doesn't necessarily make something predictable. I just know that we know WWE. I think we all know what they like to yeah. do and what we don't like to do. And so just based on that knowledge, I was like, well, they're not going to do this, and they're certainly not going to do that. So then it just became a process of elimination, that made sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, the Royal Rumble for me – I mean, I had a great time watching. Because I was with you guys, we were drinking, we were having a good time. We were all meeting for the first. We're time. Who's doing the folly? Yeah, we were. You know, we were having a. It was a party. It was fun. But it, you know, but the more I think about it, like the more, like I knew while I was watching, there were things about it that bothered me, and I don't want to get into it now sort of like when i was watching aquaman in the theaters like i enjoyed it enough when i was watching but i knew there was things i didn't like about it and the more i thought about aquaman the more i hate it and now i really really hate the movie aquaman <laughs> maybe more than if i actually saw it again yeah. <laughs> so my memory of it is is i hate it so i don't hate the rumble yet but there's things that bothered me about it but uh you know i'll, I'll get into that at a, at, a, at some other juncture but not tonight, but I had a really good time.
3: Oh, oh, you mean like do it at, uh? I don't know what this ain't called, the Hammerlock Hangover?
0: That yeah. will probably be a place where we do it. That's a podcast with me and Big Daddy Cool, Stephen Pena. Cool uh, today. Tamara was on it last week, the sheriff. She was a special uh, technology and pop culture correspondent with a recurring role when we give her assignments so that she yeah. can look into.
1: Because um, yeah. they were out of touch, so I was trying to bring them up, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely. Are, out of yeah. Out of touch. I mean, I, I and and by the way, mostly happy to be so.
1: Yeah, it's it's first of all, life is happier when you're just in your like or, like when you're just in your bubble. Life is happier.
0: I you was you know, you know me. I got my hair up. My nails are done. Yeah,
1: yeah. those I, things were
3: shiny on Sunday. Yeah, they they were done. <laughs> I, I thought he was wearing a ring, but it was really no. his nails. Like when he put his hand out to shake, I said, "Oh." And it was snowing, too.
0: Yeah, was, uh, the hotel gave us free mani patties, you know. It was it was nice.
3: Yeah, I got and one, Champagne bath. Yeah, there you, oh, there you go. Champagne bath. Last time I heard yeah, someone...
0: Nobody else wanted to stay. I don't know what to tell you.
3: Oh. Well, there you go. It was a terrible... It
0: wasn't even a terrible
3: day. It was a fun day. But, when is... Oh, okay. Uh, Victor Nashman, when is that podcast? Please plug it... Uh, Victor, thank
0: you for asking. First of all, it's on all uh, platforms, Platforms. Uh, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, you name it. So you can find it, you can subscribe, and that's the easiest way to get it. We record Thursday night. Steve is the producer, and he's really good about getting up, usually by Friday night, but I don't think it's ever been up later than Saturday.
3: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the two-hour mark. Uh, we could be here all night, but we can't do that because we got work and all that stuff. And you guys got places to go, to. So we thank you for watching this edition of NXT AEW Review. I'm bad guy. Also, I was late, but I made it. She's the sheriff. He's evil dose. And we sit here. We, be- we say have a good night.